Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Welcome to Fifty Shades of Guy, a podcast about bondage. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. What about what about Danny Elfman? Danny Elfman. He did the music for this movie. No. <laughs> I just saw. I just saw. No. He did the music. No, really? Yes. Man, that's like yes. That's like Enya Morricone's done some things. You're like, why? And you realize, oh, they just want to work. Yeah, they just want to work. Yeah. It's the cinematographer of The Rock and sure. uh, Airheads. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and Mr. Wrong. I'm not surprised to hear people who made this movie have worked on other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. The cinematographer, it's, it is what it is. Danny Elfman, though, it's just yeah. like, ah, oh, man. Man, for real. I mean, I couldn't tell you anything about the music at all. They were like, hey, Danny, how would you like to work with the director of Glengarry Glenn Ross? And he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One what movie catch. is it? And One they're catch. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry about the movie. Don't worry about the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. <be> We've <laughs> oh, come It'll so far. This, um, this is one of the least entertaining movies I've ever seen in 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 the sense of like attempting to put a story together and having us care about that story. Well, it's... Right? It's too little, too late. It it is um, yeah yeah. Uh, it, it, they they didn't have for the first two movies they forgot to have any movie, and so they're right. like ah shit we better put some movie in this right we have to and so like what it amounts to is a trilogy where as we suspected you don't really need the first movie no uh, and then the second and third could have been put into one movie so uh, I I actually think. Uh, I actually think the most on-point plotline of the stories is the first movie, where they're negotiating what the relationship is. Yes, I missed that. But I they, missed that too. Me too, but they so thoroughly abandoned it forever, uh, basically For at the end of the first movie. Ever. Yeah, that it was Why? like, okay. Why does this have bondage in it? I don't know. What is the artistic know. reason? I don't know because like they even abandon it as like a psychological problem in this movie. Like so there's yeah, really nothing to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a There's astounding. no reason for it in the no. entire series. No. The series is meaningless. That's what we're realizing. <laughs> Which like I guess we knew because every like everything in our bones was screaming that up top. But like I assumed right. they'd at least, you know, try to tie it up in a well, way that felt like it meant something nope it's all right so it does mean a little bit and i don't know if we want to jump to the end uh i don't but, know i don't know what you want to do well, <laughs> whatever you want to do man 
We, we've recorded this three different ways at this point. Yes, we have. We're, now, we're recording on the internet now. Yeah. Uh, we're in cyberspace. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, we're in virtual reality. Which is like normally our comfort zone. But see, Dave and I were like, what if like we should get together in person and like really go for it for this. Right. Uh, which we did. And, uh, and then on Friday, when we were supposed to record this episode, uh, the unthinkable happened. <laughs> unthinkable right. uh which was that uh i had my car door smashed to pieces by a tow truck as i was getting out of the car to go record this podcast i would <laughs> this like, was you like had a day you had a day of being attacked directly by tow trucks <laughs> I, I really you did were, you were I really assaulted did. by tow trucks i really did there was a <laughs> yeah more than once and that's not a bit that's actually true yeah uh i i mean we could go into all the details of that but i don't think everybody's gonna be that entertained by yeah. it i just think uh, you know uh, they were your sex jokers <laughs> that day. you had the, multiple sex jokers go after you the missing in the form of tow trucks the missing sex jokers like that's where they showed yeah. up yeah. yeah well okay so we so we had one prediction last time that yeah, yeah. was wrong. Yeah, yeah, However, yeah. every other prediction we had was right. Yeah. Like, if you remember, we threw out all these ideas, assuming only maybe one or two of them would be true. And instead, they're all, it, it, they somehow managed to make every movie and no movie with this film. I mean, I, it seems very clear to me that this is the product of there has been success in the series. We need to keep it going. Yeah, that's how it feels. Something to, me. to happen. Yeah, uh, we we predicted the helicopter was uh, sabotage, and it was, and it was. Yeah, we, we predicted there'd be sex jokers, and there was, uh, except we didn't get the wrong the person. lady, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, we thought she's going to get pregnant, and she did. We thought right. they're going to get married, and they did. Right. We thought there'd be like cheating in it a little bit, and there sort of is. We thought she was going to become the dumb, and she does in a way. Uh, it's all it's all in there. Yeah, I mean, in a, like in the Obi Wan sense, like from a certain point of view, we were right about everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, basically, it ends on the student has become the master. He says, uh, "You're topping from the bottom, Mrs. Gray." Uh, oh, he that does is say one that. Of the last line. Yeah. No, she's the dumb. She's topping from the bottom because you know she shot someone. Uh, you know right. she, she earned it. We'll right. get into she that. Shot someone. This uh, movie. So, uh, would you confirm this? This movie is the same plot as the Batman. <laughs> uh, is it not? I guess so. I guess it uh, does. It's about a an orphan who seeks revenge against another orphan. Right. Yes. Uh, and who is who is doing an elaborate plot, which I want to talk about, right. Jack's. When did Jack plan this? What yeah. part of it was a plan? Agreed. Uh, this this terrorist plot against him. And at the end, Christian realizes that he's no different. That's that's the arc. Is Christian realizing like if we if I had his life, I would be no different, would I? And that is more or less the Batman, not to go too much in the Batman, but it's about the idea that it's like, oh yeah, you we're not um we're the same person. I mean, I think that Christian Gray's connection to Bruce Wayne generally is pretty palpable throughout all three. 
And yeah, it's, he that's has a sex not a bit. Cave. Yeah, sex bad cave. He he runs a company in a sort of like devil may care way because it's really, uh, did it, does it say that he inherited it? Did he inherit this company? I don't know. He's an, he he's all orphaned. He right. was an orphan and then he was adopted into a rich family. Uh, and I think that's it. I think that's as much as it gives us. Okay, yeah, so I don't know how he got his money, but in any case, it's pretty clear he doesn't know how to run a business. No. And no, it's no, it's no. clearly funding his other drive in life, which is... Uh, I, I think Sex Batman. I mean, yeah, he says, you know, but yeah. like, I think these movies sort of prove like, oh, no, you just never met a girl you liked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's really what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's... Man, okay. Yes. Okay. Should we go beat by beat? Did you watch the beat? unrated version? Because oh. I didn't. And I... I absolutely did. Why wouldn't I? Oh, was it any sexier? I mean, I couldn't compare it. I'll say it this. It was never sexy. Does that answer your question? Okay, that does. I didn't watch it because I was like, well, that's going to be longer. And I don't want to watch <laughs> the longer version. I definitely, uh, I definitely didn't enjoy any of these movies as much as I enjoyed Twilight. Is that a fair statement up Absolutely. top? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even yeah. this movie, which is trying its hardest, 40 minutes in, there are kidnappings and yeah. car chases. Yeah, they're doing and stuff. And I was yeah. bored. Yeah. They, so it starts with, we, we had clouds, flowers, and now we have re- wedding dress for yeah. the credits. Yeah, it's all wedding kink here. Uh, yep. Which is, uh, so I just want to establish, a reasonable person would think that there's about a year between the third act of 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 the uh second movie and like when the first act actually starts of mm-hmm. this movie like then about a year would go by that isn't true by the way we find out later but like you know just assume how they... long is it oh dude there's a line that she tells the detectives that like uh when they're talking about what happened with jack oh a few weeks ago he was fired oh <laughs> was my god like, what she's married oh my yeah. god they've been they've been together a few weeks i mean maybe a month Holy or two maybe shit yeah it's it's astounding and i think uh sort of proof of that when if you care to look for it is her mother and father nowhere to be found in this i was about to say at the wedding i i wrote the question are her parents there and then it was quickly like no no her, her mom they is, are her mom is in the background with the extras in one shot <laughs> Oh no! It's really Jose bad. Jose is in this, and I don't think he speaks. Yeah, <laughs> he's so he's just in the background as well. Well, even though he shows up. He has one major triumph in this movie that I don't want to sp- speak about yet because okay. it's very good. Uh, I don't. I know we don't want to talk a lot about the marriage, so I just want to get my two jokes out of here, like my two or three jokes. <laughs> Here's the first one: Why are the rings not uh, not like at least a little kinky? Like why doesn't he get they a, be. a leather? They should be little handcuffs. Yeah, a little handcuff. Yeah, come on, put it on the finger. Yeah. Let's do or it. Ball gags. Yeah. They should have exchange ball gags. <laughs> right. Like yeah. if as long as they don't give a shit about anybody's perception of them, which they couldn't to be doing well, this, why not go all the way? The reason why is because they're not really that kinky. No, exactly. Like it, right. It's it's like. Uh, Christian Grey is like a guy who's like, I'm really into video games. And then you go to his arcade and it's like the most basic shit ever. Right. I have Mario and, like, and oh. Donkey Kong. It's like, what? Yeah, exactly. But why? Uh, they also, they get married in front of one of those lift profile photo mm-hmm. backgrounds. Yeah. It it's, looks like it's a really shitty wedding. It looks like rotting can- cotton candy balls. Like it's not yeah. an appealing image at all, I thought. No. And it's uh, like, you have so much money. They get into an SUV, a corporate SUV, 
instead of a limo. And it was like, you can't afford a limo, bro? Come on, man. What yeah. is this? I, I, I could never figure out where, like, who's deciding, like, their itinerary for anything. Their itinerary is always baffling. When, and yeah. I don't mean just the wedding itinerary. I mean, their honeymoon's weird. When he has to work is weird. Uh, yes. what, what he does is weird. Like, it, it, there's just no logic to any of it. Their honeymoon you know? is as basic as it comes. First, they get to the private plane, and I wrote this down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She sees it, and she gasps, and she goes, right? you own this? <laughs> and he says, we own this, to which I thought, you have been in so many of his planes yes. at this point. Yes. that's where How I... are you still surprised? You know what a cool move for her there would have been if she just asked for a list of his holdings? Because he keeps yeah. talking about how, he keeps talking about how, now you own this. It's like, great. Can I get a list? I just want to know right, what I own. She... She still doesn't make any decisions. Right. Like, right. It, it, she doesn't, she doesn't like go take the jet out for a spin. She doesn't do anything fun. She goes out for a drink with her friend and she couldn't be more nervous about doing it. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, it's, she's so trapped and she, it doesn't feel like she actually owns anything. Uh, they have, yeah, extremely vanilla fucking honeymoon. It's just Paris, bike rides, uh, you know, uh, off to the beach, jet skis. He gets very possessive. Of her showing her boobs on the beach. There was a reason that they gave that made a little sense. Like, not enough to justify yeah, tabloids. it. Yeah, tabloids. I was like, okay, I could see why he would care about that. Uh, right, but it's just like, come on, man, calm down. You're married. Right, and also, like, I, from what I could... I mean, I'm not familiar with everything there is to do in Paris, but that honeymoon seemed like it was a six-month globetrotting trip to me. Right. Like, that montage. It's not just Paris. Right. Yeah. It seemed like it would have taken forever. But again, it turns out probably three days or whatever. Yeah, time time is meaningless. Uh, yeah. He braids her hair. Uh, they, they take a jet ski to a boat and then have some yeah. boring handcuff sex. And those are the moments where it's like, fuck on the jet ski. Fuck right. on the jet ski. Right, right. At least do a stunt with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Uh, luckily... This is intercut with an act of terrorism. Uh, <laughs> Jack gets into the goddamn gray business and sets off a bomb. Yeah. And hacks into their servers like he's fucking Ethan Hunt. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's suddenly an expert hacker. Yeah. And also he, he Ocean's Eleven his way in there too. Where you know yeah. he's like using a fake ID and like wearing a hat and like planting a bomb in the server room and it's like, how? What is this guy's like capacity? Like what is what is he capable of on a broad spreadsheet level? No idea. The, we what we learn in this is that it's about his birthright and that is madness. Sure. sure. Because that makes you ask all sorts of other questions. Like, did he work at that publishing company as a trap? Was it all right? Because. The I so they fundamentally change his motivation because in the other film it's like, oh he got fired and he blames her for it. No 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 that's not what he's actually mad about. It turns out, uh, I thought he was just gonna straight up be his brother. Uh, that would have been his brother. Uh, yeah, I thought that maybe he was like a child that they passed over or something instead. Like yeah, which I guess is kind of what it ends up being. Uh, yeah, but it's. It's wild. It's either the biggest coincidence ever that he happened to be her boss or it was part of his master plan. Right. I, yeah, I think the movie is suggesting it had to be part of his master plan. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that... It's wild. Right. It, it, it's, it's absolutely bananas. It's, it's, like, uh, it's stupid on the level of like 
the plot of uh, that that Christopher Nolan, The Prestige, where it's like these right. two twins decide to split half a life. It's like, no, nah, nobody would do that. You know what I mean? Why would you do that? Yeah. No, it's like a scream movie, like where yeah. you realize like this character has been do has been trying to get close because he wants to kill them all. It 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 he so he had to if that was his plan when she first gets hired, she's not dating Christian in the se- in the second one, right? So he has to he's a lot of mechanisms in place for this plan. I mean, plan. he uh, he took some gambles that paid off insofar as they did actually advance his master plan when they definitely could not have. Right? Like, right. Like, that's one of them. Like, he's like, I better work on this publishing thing because I know this woman is uh, into publishing. You know what I mean? But then they yeah. got together. He's like, fuck. He's probably like going in his office. Fuck. Fuck. But that means, that means that he had to have gotten a career in right. publishing. Right. Like, he, he, he didn't just get that job. He'd have to, like, go to school for it. He went to uh, Princeton. They say yeah. that. He went to Princeton. So, so it's actually more likely that this is a wild coincidence. Well, I mean, look, what we're saying, of course, is that the writing is terrible. But I think yes. it's it's more fun to um, to accept the movie on its own terms and say, therefore, because of what he ends up doing, he must have been planning somehow to get Had a career to. that would get him close to Christian Grey. Must have been. I that. don't. Yeah, I don't understand what happened otherwise. It's so fucking weird. It's he's it, he is a supervillain. He's a sex villain because he blackmails women too with sex videos. Right. He is sex sex joker. He is sex. Yeah. Joker. He is the sex joker. That's correct. It doesn't. Uh, like I'm surprised. Like taking a step back and thinking about from a film producer standpoint, I'm surprised that the producers didn't step in and ask these questions, or like the no. studio the studio didn't go like, wait a minute. Can't we clean this up a little bit so it makes a little more sense? Like, you know, like can't this we explain made 370 this? Three hundred and seventy million off a fifty-five yeah. million dollar budget. Yeah, all right. The producers had no; they were like, just put in Crank the bare minimum sex. That's the thing. This doesn't even have sex in it, really. Not really. It has sex scenes, and we'll get into that. But it feels like the the sex stuff slowly diminished through each film to the point that this movie has nothing. It's just. Every it just every now and then they stop to have sex and it doesn't have anything to do with the plot. It's always a substitution for an emotional conversation too. By the way, in this movie, yeah, like in this movie, the first major sex scene is on that yacht, right? And it's set up as, and now I'm going to punish you for disobeying me. But like, it's very clearly not a punishment because she clearly enjoys it and he clearly enjoys it. Which is to right. say, he's no longer really working out any trauma in this. Right, and again, they're just having slightly kinky sex. It's not even like... Maybe, a little-ish. It's just some handcuff stuff. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. And she, I would say by the end, she's a little more kinky than he is. Yeah. Right? He seems to be completely over it. He's not even worried about his chest scars anymore. Right. That's gone. Yeah. That's, I guess, the arc. This is more about Christian... It's weird. This movie's more about Christian's arc, but he has less to do in it. Yeah. Um, and then Anna is her arc is very subtle, which is basically she just becomes the dom, but like not even it's about her like kind of taking control of their social life, like taking control of like I'm calling the shots here, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She wears the pants ultimately. Exactly. Uh, and that's fine, but it's very subtle because there's not much of an arc 
there there's not much pushback uh it's, things just sort of happen as always it's also her just sort of settling into being rich being yeah. being the rich woman of the house like that's really yeah. what she goes through in this movie yeah basically so they find out it was jack uh they, oh wait, wait! I, we, we've skipped three things that are really important. Forgive me. I don't mean to. Okay. I just want to make sure we grab them. So, like, one of them is no, we didn't discover it. Uh, Anna discovers it by way of her incredible ability to see camera footage yes. and PI things. <laughs> She's like the fucking Terminator. Right? They show this dark footage, and she goes, "Oh no, that's Jack." The detectives are like, fucking mystified. Thank God she's yeah. here. <laughs> she's with her superhuman vision. Figures that out. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, completely unbelievable. That's when he says, uh, by the way, my chopper crash probably wasn't an accident. <laughs> and it's like, oh, right. All right. And he um, knew that. Oh, can, yeah. so, so, but can I, this brings me to a thing that we should have talked about last episode. And I don't want to go on forever about it because I know that neither of us wants to do a six hour podcast. But like, sure. but, or maybe we do. But like, look, look, why was he flying over Mount St. Helens? Did we talk about this? Why no, was he flying over that? <laughs> that was the shortest way to get to Seattle. <laughs> Over a volcano? Like, I just yeah. don't, I don't understand or, or it. Or he was flying to Seattle. He's like, you know what? Let's I'm going to take a little Mount St. Helens detour. It just is, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those like, wait, I thought this was a business trip. What possible yeah. business could have taken him here? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah, okay. They don't explain much about that fucking helicopter right. crash. <laughs> Uh, Other than that, uh, Jack is an incredible spy and the worst like kidnapper terrorist ever. Like yes. the CIA needs to get a hold of him and just pair him with a guy who's good on the mic when it comes to kidnapping. You yeah. know what I mean? Because Jack does he try he does two kidnappings. One right. he fails miserable, right. miserably, and the second one he's he's like he's rolling for like a minute and then he fails miserably. <laughs> Right, the dude's uh, the dude is fucking solid snake when it comes to infiltrating a fortress. Yes. You know what I mean? But but, but everything getting after out that, with somebody else, yeah, can't no, do doesn't it. work out. Can't do it. Absolutely. Uh, so they're married. He brings her to the apartment, and they then discuss. Uh, do you want to have kids? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, oh that. my god, <laughs> I could not believe it. They had never had that talk, and it was like, what? Yeah. Uh, they, they, he gets mad later. He's like, "You're not taking my name," and it's like, again, seems like a conversation you'd have before you get married. Like for a guy who understands a lot about contracts, he really fucked up the the yes. pre, the prenuptial thing and like the just relationship yes. negotiation. Like he just bailed on that. Yeah, right. They, she's be, she's asked how she wants to run the house, and so that's when we get into like, what kind of rich snob are you going to be? And that's when she like casually mentions wanting kids, and she's like, "You you want to have kids, right?" And it's like, "Holy shit, you guys!" Uh, yeah, that is that is really bad. That's that's terrible. The writer should have just put the that as backstory that they had a conversation about kids and hadn't agreed on it and he didn't want to yes. talk about it anymore why didn't he why didn't they do that yeah you know you have you have that come up a few times in the honeymoon or something and or or sure. you have it yeah sure like she's like i want to talk like, like hey that maybe that'd be nice with baby clothes i told you i don't want to talk about yeah. that and that's it you know but yeah exactly but no they're just it's just occurring to him that them to <laughs> have this talk <laughs> and, yeah, uh, un un unbelievable it, it's also like yep. what does he want to be rich for really 
Like, I, I mean, I know what it is. It's just, you know, For a life of pleasure. Stuff. Right, a life of pleasure. But, like, I just feel like, uh, well, maybe this guy wouldn't want a family. Actually, I, so I'm going to backtrack on that. I, I get why he wouldn't want to have kids. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want this guy around kids. Right, but then, it, it, but once he decides to get married, I feel like he's just opened up the door to this, you know? Uh, I think, anyway. Yeah, I, he has no idea what he wants. He's right. on a rampage. Correct. Uh, a love rampage here. He, uh, we, we get her personal security guy, Sawyer. Sawyer. The movie, the, the movie wants us to know he's cute. Yeah. The movie. He's sexy. Every woman thinks so. He is one of, I'm going to, I'm going to go down to the actual end. He is one of eight people who I thought would have been a better protagonist for this movie. I literally wrote, where's my Sawyer movie? Yeah. Sawyer. <laughs> Sawyer could have been a great protagonist. Also, wouldn't have minded him and Mrs. Jones and what their es- like escapades would have been. You know, like right. they seemed both like they were fun. Yeah, yeah, they were they were great. Yeah, um, Christian bursts into her his her office and he's like, "I tried to send you an email to Mrs. Gray, but it bounced." <laughs> and it's like, then call her. Just call her. Right. 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 Uh, why just, are you here? He's so desperate not to work. Any reason not to do anything at his job, yeah. right? And he's 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 like ruining her. she's having a business meeting and he just bursts in and it's like, dude, calm the fuck down, or I'll have Sawyer tase you. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I I'm trying to work. I just got a new she she just right. got promoted without anybody telling her or giving her an offer. She just walks in and her office is different. Well, she was like, on What's vacation. The and they're like, yeah. And they're like, you, you're now the boss. And she's like, oh, thanks for not, thanks for asking me. Like, well, while she was they, on vacation. What, 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 yeah. How much am I her. making? <laughs> Do I get to negotiate any of this? Her life is out of her control. Right. But like, also, I just think it's so amazing that somebody had to stomach the idea of like, she's getting a promotion. Oh my god, for real? And like they had to push all the paperwork through and everything, all with yeah. her being out of the office on her honeymoon. Like just the resentment that would have been yeah. coursing through their bodies, you know? I'd be so pissed because again, there's yeah. no process. They just promote her without telling her or <laughs> doing, and they just redecorate her office or her, or her. A- applying yeah. or or and knowing. Someone, yeah, yeah, amazing. It's it, uh, it's so good. It, it's it, it, amazing. It implies that most of what happens in this is actually a play that's being put on to keep their lives interesting. Which I yeah. thought I thought that might actually be going on. Like Christian hired people, yeah. like it's the game. Yeah. I mean, doesn't yeah. that make more sense than what happens? Absolutely. Like, you know, just uh, keep her interested. My God, keep her interested. I'm so boring. I got to keep paying for interesting things to happen to her. Right? Yeah, Jesus Christ. You know? I mean, that's yeah. actually kind of an interesting movie idea is like rich guy has to keep his wife entertained. You know, that would be great. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not idea. this movie. That's right. But producers, producers, yeah, this woman getting thrown into different situations. So he he's like, get in my car. I'm bringing you somewhere. Uh, right. And she's like, let me drive. And he's like, no, no. And he takes her to a haunted house and he's like. Oh, this is the house that we passed by. They foreshadowed this when they were in the yeah, boat. That, they paid that, it off. The widow house. <laughs> and he's like, I bought you the house. Dave, my thrill here was the one thing this movie meticulously paid off. It was every yes. single property that was planted. They were all paid yes. off in this movie. It was like they got a note. It was like they got like a lot of critical response of like, what's with all the... 
all the all the properties they set up, and they're like, "Well, we'll pay them all off." We better fucking see it. We better see that Aspen property. We better see that yep. seaside mansion again. We better and see we, it. And we do. <laughs> and we do. But then we meet Gia. Gia, the um, architect, second and, protagonist. Uh, second protagonist. Yeah. I would have been interested in watching. Also, another orgy opportunity. Right. Uh, she's flirting with Christian Grey, and we learn that they're gonna tear down the house and put some like <laughs> new piece of shit. And so it's like, oh, okay. So you brought her. You bought her property. He's right. like, I bought you this house, and it's like, but we're gonna tear it down. <laughs> it's like, well, then you didn't buy her house. You bought her land. You bought land for a house and some. Yeah. You know, yeah. Foundation, baby. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, they actually cut to when when she gets dressed down by Anna. Uh, in her first move toward rich supervillain, uh, yeah. they actually cut to a gulp reaction from Gia that yes. really blew my mind. I could not believe it. Uh, a couple, yeah, this is like 20 minutes into the movie, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. please. Gia looks like Christian's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, they openly flirt, which is weird. Yep. It's very uh, strange. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, she she takes her aside and she... I love that she says, get back in your shit-colored car. Because <laughs> <laughs> she has a brown car. And yeah, she just pulls a, like a Karen on her. Yep. She's just like, but but I mean, she is, she is definitely like, the struggle is that Gia is like very flirty with Christian and also not treating Anna like she's in charge now. Or the charge. wife. Like she, yeah. yeah, she's treating her like another girlfriend. And so she's just like, listen here, you dick. I'm I'm this is what I want and if you fucking flirt with him again I'm going to I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to I'm going to beat you with a sack of money. And so and so she 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 puts Gia in her place and I guess we're supposed to be happy. But it comes <laughs> off that this happened. It comes off as like Oh, she's becoming uh, rich and entitled and terrible. Like already and possessive. that's happening. She's becoming Christian. Right, exactly. Like yeah. Uh and so it's like all right. And then I guess Christian's like, you've earned the ability to drive. Right. How did that? Yeah, exactly. From, what? Being, from being a shitty person to Gia. You know what? You're shitty now. That means you should drive the rich car. It's, yeah. It, it was, it was uh, astounding. Uh, also, the driving had a musical montage that was extremely funny to imagine somebody playing. Like, just like some guy rocking out while they're driving. Uh, oh, yeah. I like just once in a while. It's really nice to imagine somebody's job is to play the musical instruments while watching this footage. <laughs> that, yeah, that really <laughs> that really thrilled me this time. Uh, and then, if you don't mind me co-opting this, because this was the beat that blew my no. mind. Uh, and then they re- they realize they're being tailed, although they have a security entourage that just disappeared. Uh, Their security. Yeah. is bad. Yeah. She loses yeah. the security. Yeah. And they they constantly are able to lose their security detail and every time it's bad. Yes. They go, "Oh, That's let's right. lose let's lose my our bodyguards." And then it's bad for them. And right. then they keep doing it. They keep doing it, but the security guards do seem to be able to see anything that is happening yeah. in time and space that's convenient. So, okay. Anyway, yeah. so Christian looks over to Anna and says, "Lose him." Like, lose this tail, and suddenly she's racing around like she's fucking Michael from Grand Theft Auto V. It's so good. <laughs> like, also, what when he mean? says lose him, they're on a single road in the middle of the woods. <laughs> it was like, lose him? Where? Where? <laughs> and they, and th- then the movie, as if answering that question, is like, yeah, you're right. They, they get followed all the way to the city. 
<laughs> because they can't lose them. It's a single road. It's uh, uh, it's truly thrilling. They basically yada yada this car chase. Right. You know, because they had to. Yep. And then once again, they have sex in the parked car, to which I thought, why didn't they have sex during the car chase? <laughs> why isn't that what's happening? That was the moment that I realized none of this was really happening. Like, that right. was the moment where I realized, oh, Christian's hiring these people because it gets her hot. It like, must the, be. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I think is really happening here. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, when we get to her shooting the guy at the end, that's the ultimate Michael Douglas the gay moment in this movie. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Boy. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they see some traffic camera, and this time Anna can't make out the face, but they realize it's a, it's a woman, and I was like, oh, shit, sex joker, but it's not. Um, let's see. And then he, he's just like, by the way, I'm, we're going to New York. Right. Okay. She's like, no, we're not. Right. <laughs> Wait, uh, is it's this... like, for fuck's sake, just, just tell her about things in advance. <laughs> That's all. Can just you... say a week earlier, Hey, I need this to do this trip. Do you want to come? I think he's so terrified of what a Wednesday is like with nothing on the agenda. Like, I think yeah. he's so scared of that moment. That it, yeah, it's just a barrage of stuff to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Is this the part where we watched a haircut? Like I was there getting was a, to that. Okay, okay, great. Please continue. Sexy haircut. Yeah. Well, she's she. He's like, I need to get a haircut. I forget how it comes up, and she's like, I'll give I'll give you a haircut. Sure. And she says, Where's the scissors? And he says, It's in the desk. To which I thought, like, you mean desk scissors? Like office scissors? <laughs> Like you're so rich, and she's using like your the the scissors that you used to like cut paper with. Yeah, I'm guessing that normally he gets chloroformed and wakes up with a haircut because that keeps him yeah. interested in that process. You yeah, know, absolutely. Because why do we need a sensuous haircut? Like, is this an ASMR video now? Like, what are we doing? They're just you looking know? for opportunities to have a sex scene, I guess. But, but it, but it wasn't a sex scene. Important. It, the reason it was, she, it wasn't. Well, yeah. the reason he's like in my desk and she gets his office uh, scissors is because this is the only way the writers could think to how, do, how does she find the gun? Because she finds the gun right. and she's like, right. why do you have a gun? And he was like, oh, that's that subs gun. I took it away from her. I immediately was like, oh, Anna's going to use that gun in this movie. It's going to happen. Well, of course. Does. I mean, I mean, yeah. Chekhov's gun, right? Duh. But like yeah. I was I was kind of uh, perplexed by her being upset by this gun like it's like of course well, this guy has a gun why would she be upset about that you know i think yeah again it she seems surprised by every new thing no matter how unsurprising it is she was surprised that he had a private right. plane right uh and so the gun it's like no shit he has a gun of course he has a gun somewhere in here look at him he's hiring look at his whole thing right he's hiring security guards because he wants to be james bond so bad Right. You know, and but like, it's not even his it, gun. No. Well, that's the thing. He kept Leela's gun and she's not that upset about that, which to me, that's right. the upsetting part of this. So I, I right? actually kind of got that because he was I think the idea is he pocketed it because he was like, I didn't want the cops to know she had a gun. Right? Sure. Is but that you, the idea. But you throw it in the fucking river after that, man. Right. Like, and he know, does it to his credit. He says, I'll get rid of it. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> Right, but he right. Says it. right. It's clearly a sex memento, you yeah. know. Like he, this guy's going to turn into the best, the best sex memento. It really is. He, it's going to turn in. He's going to turn into Jackie, 
uh, or maybe that's not the name. The brother, the O'Priel brother from Soprano season two, who's just mm-hmm. like having sex with her with a gun to her head. Like that's coming right. in three years, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of Richie, course. Richie April, I think. Yeah. I thought that was going to happen in this movie. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I also was surprised it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, at this point, I also noticed a uh, disturbing lack of Apple products in this movie. <laughs> But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, she's got a very old laptop at this point that needs replacing, and he's neglecting yeah. her. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Her laptop is, like, weeks old. It's a, <laughs> it's a fossil. He treats uh, laptops like they're loaves of bread. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, she doesn't like they go She stale. throws out laptops every time she uses one. <laughs> she uses it once and throws it out, and no one's God, I, otherwise. God, I want that to be true. I deeply yeah. want that to be true. Uh, look, so uh, so can I just, this is a macro comment, I think, at this point sure. in the movie. So the problem is they don't have any problems. Like even no, the, they even, have no problems. Yeah, even if Jack is a problem, and okay, fine, he's out there somewhere. The, in their relationship, there are no problems. Like they're basically no. just navigating a regular marriage to some degree. Right, and I would argue there's a little of that in the Twilight movies when we get to a certain point where they're just like buying her a house. Right, and it's again, right, right, right. it's the same situation where it's like, it's like it it reminds me of when Harry Potter becomes a wizard, where it's this character getting this world open up to them, right? And right, it's like, right. oh, we're gonna get you an owl, we gotta get you a wand, we gotta do this, but they have like a choice of what they want to get, right? Uh, except Hagrid buys him the owl, but you get the point. Where it's like, he's getting introduced to this world he doesn't understand. In both Twilight and this, the world is just being married. And yeah. they don't give her nearly as much control as they did like at Harry Potter. It's supposed to be this like magical world opening up to her. Uh, where people are like, yeah, here's your house. Here's this. And, but it's like, those are things that you normally get to choose in life. But none of that. Yeah, I mean, and she doesn't seem to be upset about that either. Like, no, she doesn't. She never draws the conclusion about like, hey, Christian, why are you trying to control me? Like, would right. they never have that conversation, which is seems like the kind of thing they should based on what's happening. Right. Instead, she sort of takes every little thing issue by issue and sort of like, hey, we can just communicate it. It's fine. It's like, well, I like that she's reasonable. But this is one of those times where, hey, but don't you see the pattern? Can't we address that at least? So there's some conflict right. in this movie? Nope. Can't do no. it. No. And the most she does for herself happens next, which is Christian getting a, uh, go- going to New York or whatever. So she goes out with a friend. Right. Uh, Big problem. What's her name? Yeah, yeah. Kate. Kate, right? Kate. Yeah. And they go out and they have a couple of drinks. And uh, they have fun. They have fun. She talks about how hot the bodyguard is again. It reminds me of the first movie where they kept reminding us that Christian was hot by having women go, She's, he's so hot. They do that to Sawyer Yes, throughout this. That's right. They do. Uh, and I thought like, oh, is she going to have a thing with Sawyer or something? Are they doing this for a reason? They aren't. They aren't doing it for any reason. I mean, I kind of settled into this is going to be less purposeful than Twilight by this time in this movie. Of course. So, like, I stopped being, I stopped looking for those kinds of things. Uh, yeah. Sawyer, like, I was kind of hoping he would just get gunned down in the streets by Jack. Like, right, like I was, was hoping another pro- because the, again, they keep setting him up as like, here, look at this human. Right. Exactly. Look at him. Something's bound to happen with Sawyer, right? Right. It's uh, yeah. These are all things that would be cut out of a normal movie. 
Like right. this is like this movie almost feels like it's assembled from deleted scenes from a different, more interesting movie. Yes. You know, like may, maybe a movie about Kim Basinger's relationship with Christian Grey, right? That could have been a whole movie <laughs> and everything else yeah. in it would have been this stuff, you know? And she she doesn't matter either. No, she's Kim completely Basinger irrelevant. Is, completely yeah. irrelevant. Uh, so many things that are paid off that you don't expect to be paid off and so many other things aren't. Yeah, the Aspen House, big payoff. Yeah, it's like a murder mystery where they give you all these elements and like you have to like guess what's going to matter, but except it's not a mystery. (laughs) It's like it's not anything. And the answer is none. (laughs) Yeah, none of it matters. Uh, She goes out with drinks. Uh, We know they're drunk because when they walk out, they're having a. I wrote this down because it was. It felt like they told the actress, like, you guys, you're like finishing up a story and you guys are having fun. And the way she did that by saying, you know me, I hate jellyfish, <laughs> is the story she's telling. And it was like, okay, well, I want a movie just about what her, whatever her story was. Right. At least a sitcom. Uh, you know, like at least a yeah. sitcom episode could have done wonders there. Right. Uh, she's so nervous about this drink with a friend. I mean, right. It's a big deal. Before this happens, is that the scene where Jerry walks in? Jerry from like the head of the publishing company, like where he walks in and praises her for great job by thinking of the internet. Oh right, yeah. I forget when that happens. I think it's that's a great a, scene. I think it happens beforehand. He, that poor actor, really tried hard to believe this, <laughs> and, it, and it was. I just like it's one of those moments. Like, man, as an actor, can you imagine trying to like, okay, I gotta be Jerry and like believe that he thinks it's good that she oh, thought of the internet. You know, yep, it's, un- it's unreal. Way to go. Anyway. Thinking yeah. to tap the internet for publishing. <laughs> Good job, Anna. A thing that if you haven't been doing for 20 years, you yeah. are every bit as desperate as Jack. Yeah. <laughs> we also need to shout out to Liz, who... Have we met Liz in the previous films? Is Liz the HR? Uh, wait, are we, do you mean Hannah? Hannah? Is Hannah Liz. the... Liz. Which one's Liz? I don't remember. <laughs> that is... So, spoilers, Liz is the one that Jack is blackmailing. Yeah, the HR lady. I'm, yes, we did. We okay, met her in the previous okay. movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't... When they reveal her, I was like, I don't know who that is. She, she and was, I had to like go back <laughs> and like look and go, oh, right, that woman who was in a couple of scenes. She, By the way, she actually is a pretty good actor in this movie because when she, yeah. welcomes, when she welcomes Anna back from vacation... Uh, and tells her she got promoted. She puts the subtlest little gloss of shade on those mm-hmm. on those words. That is kind of a foreshadowing of what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but you're not totally sure. Like, did she mean to be that sh- shady about that? Right, because this movie is chaos. So it's right. like, who knows what's intentional and what's just fucking randomness. Right. She, but but in hindsight, her performance is actually pretty layered. Uh, and I kind of appreciated that. <laughs> About her. Yeah, you know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this is where she, this is where she fucking gets kidnapped. She goes home, and Jack is there, uh, and he has the worst kidnapping attempt ever. Uh, he grabs her, and like she has bodyguards. So guess what? <laughs> he, they they detain him. Uh, they're like, "Do you have anything to tie him up with?" And she's like, "I sure do." <laughs> right. Right. And, it, and it's unreal. Yeah, it, it's the only time the sex stuff. She should have, at the, the climax of this movie, should have been her saving the day with sex stuff. That's like, <laughs> they, we needed some way to pay off the sex stuff. 
But uh, I mean, I think they think they did that by her being at the door of the room at the end, right? Yeah, they think they so. think they did that. Uh, they didn't. No, so I want yeah. her to whip Jack to death or something. Yeah, yeah. to vibrate him to dr- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to plug him. <laughs> put some of those balls. Put some of those balls yeah. in his butt. You know, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, uh, he screams, "You owe me a life," which is foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> And that when he said that, it was like fucking. Wait a second. Wait, I thought he what put that on a paper. Happening? Didn't he put that on a piece of oh, paper? Oh, maybe, maybe he put it on a piece of paper. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, this is where I started to like fade. My interest started to wane, despite trying to be a professional. Because I was like, well, this is so yeah. dumb. What is going? Why is he here now? What is what? Exactly. Yeah. He's just a random obstacle. Uh, they have again. It feels like they 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 couldn't go back and edit anything. Even though, by the way, this movie and the one before were shot back to back, so you could change were they Jack's really? origin. Yeah. Oh they no. They shot him like the fucking. They they shot him like the Pirates of the Caribbeans. They they were like, we're gonna shoot these as one. Uh, so like you could because that's the thing. Jack's motivation feels like it was retconned right mm-hmm. it feels like they mm-hmm. but they shot them back to back so like they could have planted the appropriate seeds they could have had jack not be her boss because that doesn't make any sense they could have made the helicopter crash seem more suspicious he could have said back then in that film i think it was sabotage they could have done all that but they didn't. Yeah, he was so it, he was a poorly managed character in every way. Yes. Like his performance also doesn't make sense. Like he turns oh, yeah. he turns into this like mustache twirling rapist maniac in a way he that's like so unhinged. Why? Why is he this? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Again, the only conclusion is that he was always this and he was pretending not to be this before. I mean, yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. It's mask way off. Where suddenly he's just like, I am Jack. Right. Like it's so weird. It's really weird. Uh, it's really weird. This is the part where it, I wrote down he's turned from successful publisher into uh, low grade stalker slash murderer, and has apparently never read Crime and Punishment. <laughs> right. <laughs> In days. <laughs> Because, like, uh, doesn't he know how the story ends? <laughs> like, what does right. he think's gonna happen? Uh, right. Yeah. Anyway. Just horrible. He, he's he's he is so he snapped. He snapped. Yeah. Um absolutely. Meanwhile, Anna, she's fine. Yeah, she's totally <laughs> she, unaffected. Uh <laughs> completely unaffected by co- it all. Right. Uh, not even a little alarmed about this the terrible <laughs> performance by all of her staff. Like yeah, Sawyer's a- awful. And Jonesy was there the whole time, by the way. Yeah. Jonesy was there and didn't yeah. do shit. So what's yeah. going on there? You know? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. She just goes to bed. She has a good night's sleep. <laughs> she wakes up refreshed. We see it. Yeah. We see her in bed uh, in her in her pajamas. So she got like she like got ready for bed after that and just had a nice a nice sleep. And Christian is just getting morning drunk. Christian's handling yep. it like she should be handling. That's it. correct. She should have been handling it like that. He should have to do something like if this was. Uh, like real on its face but again right. i choose to believe and i really believe it makes more sense christian is terrified of having a boring night with her because he thinks yeah th- the spell will wear off Absolutely. I, r- I really believe that uh yeah. so <laughs> so can he's i also getting, say he's bourbon drunk by the way yeah he's really he's hammered not, 
No Bloody Mary or anything. He's drinking bourbon at like seven in the morning while watching her sleep. That's correct. Uh, also, key element, she tells the detective who's at her house after this whole thing happens that he that Jack was her boss a few weeks ago. That's where yeah. that's where we find out that time is a fucking uh, flat circle in this story. Yeah. You know? And Jack has again, that's it's the only the only answer is Jack planned this in advance because otherwise Dude had a rough few weeks. Dude's right, life, right. Fe- he fell hard. Like it's like he's, he's like cricket from a re- uh, Always Sunny. Like he's just <laughs> it's he is he is a mess he's, when we check in with Jack. He stopped taking his meds or something. Like it's like that. Yeah. It's that level. Like he had psych- anti psychotic meds or something, and like he went way something. off the rails. Again, he is the Riddler. All of a sudden, yeah. he is yeah. sex Joker. He we learn about his dark origins, and yep. he's just—it's just like what the fuck is happening? Completely bananas. Uh, yep. Absolutely. She wants to have sex in the shower. Again, she's fine. She's right. fine. Right. She's like, I was almost kidnapped last night. Let's fuck in the shower. He asks her, and she says, "I'm fine." Well, he says a really funny line. He goes like, "It must have been terrifying. Are you sure you want to work?" <laughs> right. And she's like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you sure you want to work? Are you sure you don't want to just be a housewife or what? <laughs> exactly. It was such a like, wow, nice play, bro. Yep. Yeah. It's weird because, again, th- this movie keeps doing this where it feels like it keeps trying to justify how controlling Christian is. Yeah. While at the same time showing that she can actually handle it, that he's not. Because and, and I don't know if it's a positive message or not. It's like in the last one, they did this where she... Um, you know, with the Jack stuff. And it's like, are you sure you want to work? You should stay at home. It's dangerous. But she gets a promotion. And this one, it's like, you need to stay home. You need to listen to what I say. I, you need to do everything I want. Uh, and then she gets kidnapped. And it seems like the movie's saying, see? See what happens when you defy him? But then in the end, she comes out on top, uh, you know. Well, and uh, he also dis- he dispenses with every time there's tension like that, it gets dispensed with by the sex scene. The sex yeah. scene sort of wipes the conflict clear every time. That's the problem well, with it. You know? Except for the next one, this is their first sex fight. Oh, that's right. They have a sex fight. Yeah, they do. He, uh, Yeah, he punishes her for, I don't know, getting kidnapped. Uh, they just they, they go to the Red Room. He, uh, he gets out a fancy rich guy vibrator, and he blue balls the shit out of her uh, for sex revenge. He says, right. this is what it feels like when you defy me. Because she went out with her friend. Mind you, again, can't stress enough, her going out with her friend didn't get her almost kidnapped. Nope. That didn't do a thing. Totally irrelevant to what just happened. Yep. Yeah. And so she uses the safe word because, she, not because it's too intense, but because he's being a, a, a shit. Yeah. Uh, he's doing, he's blue balling her as revenge. Which is to say, like, she has absolutely no bandwidth for emotional pain at all. Like, abs- yes. like, like this is like a thing that would be annoying, maybe a little hurtful, I think, in the malaise of all the stuff that's happened to her. Right. And she, she has no tolerance for emotional pain right. at all. She she literally she's like, I've been kidnapped. Uh, you know, like I've been in a car trace. But what I simply cannot handle is you teasing me sexually. Yeah, that's exactly. It. This is when I wrote down. These two are such fucking snowflakes. <laughs> Fucking nanny, nanny state they, they really are. It's like this is this is why that term exists for these yeah. two assholes. Precious little snowflakes. It's true. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. He tells her in their fight. He says, "I had a dream you were dead." Which 
I don't care if you've had that dream or not. You just don't tell someone that. I mean, exactly. Uh, but whatever. Right. He doesn't. He he doesn't seem to think it's uh, an option not to say stuff. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like he could always like. Why doesn't he lie about it being Leela's gun, for instance? You know what I mean? Right. Just lie, bro. <laughs> like, oh, on, well, no. Honestly, I think that's. I think that's what she wanted to hear, frankly, because I think she was more disturbed by the idea that he had a gun he purchased. Like he fell into a gun is what he's been. He's like, no, I didn't get a gun. That's just the gun from. Remember that lady who tried yeah, exactly. to shoot us? It's from right. that. It's from that. Right. It's uh, it, he it, like he could have easily justified in a satisfactory way. I just thought we might need protection. Our security is fucking dumb fucks. Yeah. So like, you know, I need a last resort here. Is that cool? Right. And she might have been like, yeah, actually, that is cool. You know, yeah. we do have a murderer after us. It kind of makes some sense. You know? Yeah. I'm the only one that has any detecting skills in the whole city. <laughs> so I can see how you might need a weapon. I get that. The police are useless. <laughs> they really uh, are. And so they're like, okay, yeah. so Jack, Jack's in jail. Uh, so that's good. Jack is in. Which, uh, at, 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 to me, at this point, was a b- mind-blowing decision. It was like, my God, they put him in jail already? What is the rest of the movie going to be about? Right. You well, know? We, we learn. We learn. Uh, sure. Uh, I, we learn, I guess. It, it just seemed really like, why are we dispensing with this guy? So I. So here's my argument. And okay. It might be, for this movie, it's like, what does it fucking matter at this point? Sh- agreed. But I think what they wanted, they wanted them to feel safe so they could, you know, for the next scenes to happen. And I would argue that Jack could get away and they could say, okay, we need to leave the city, so let's get away. But that's not what happens. Jack goes to jail. And then Christian is like, Aspen trip! <laughs> Don't, so wait a minute. Don't they imply that Jack was actually hired by somebody or that he's being funded or something? <sighs> they don't, don't imply they, much of anything. Don't they? Do uh, they? I, I is Mrs. They Robinson that... secret fun? All, all that's happening now is he, he says, oh, by the way, I have a file on Jack. And he doesn't want to show her because I think it's it shows that, like, I'm not sure because he discovers this later. I thought Christian knew that Jack knew him as kids because I had here, like, oh, my God, is he his secret brother? Right. What yes. happened here? Right. Exactly. And Christian seems to not want to tell her much. But then later, Christian is just as surprised as her to learn this, that they grew up in the same orphanage. Uh, he he certainly seems to piece it together. We've pieced it together long before, right? Because yeah, he's saying you owe me a life, and right. he's he's clearly like after Christian, and so it's like okay, the, there's more to this, right? And he's taking pictures of their family. It's like okay, like you know, these are pretty hefty, like pretty obvious clues. They point one way, right? You know, we've also seen Batman. You know, you know what I mean? Like, come on, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so they go to Aspen because, like, like you said, they have to pay off. They have to the, pay that off. Yeah. They have to pay off the ski lodge. Yes, they and do. And he surprises her by bringing her friends, um, which was a good move. But also sure. it occurred to me of like, she should be able to do this anytime. Agreed. Right? Like right. Christian sh- doesn't need to do this for her. She's rich now. She is Mrs. Gray. Uh, yeah. Why isn't she just using the cabin for a weekend? This is what rich people actually yeah. do, by the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they, I'm just going to go away to this place that we own for the weekend. Here's with eight friends. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, this is where Jose really, really shines, though. Can we just say <laughs> Jose yeah. is invited? That's a surprise. Number two, he's picked up Mia, uh, the sis- Christian sister. 
Like they just yep. they they've uh, started dating off screen. I'm like Jose, look at you, buddy. Yeah, finding happiness. Feels, I like it. Yeah, it it feels very much that they didn't know what to do with Jose. They had set him up a bunch. It, again, it's very Twilight where everybody like pairs off, and it's like, see, everybody has somebody. Where it's right. like it, right, right, it's right. like musical chairs where Jose and the sister are like, I guess it's us because everybody else is together. Elliot and what's her name uh, and Kate. So it was just like, yeah, Jose, Jose and me. I guess sure, we're all one big fucking family apparently. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, right? Because they can't it, like being friends is not emotionally cathartic enough. They yeah. have to be related for us for them to really live happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, Jose, uh, he also needs a sex prize of yeah, some sort. Of They're course, like, here you go. Right. Yeah. Mia, Mia is uh, another character. Could have been literally anything. Mia could yeah, have been anything. she could anything. have been a golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad because out of all the characters in this movie, she gets shortchanged the absolute most. Yeah, uh, she does. Like, in a way that's like, come on. She doesn't on. have a great time. Come on. Especially like when you think back and you're like, oh, we spend a lot of time talking about Kate and Elliot's relationship, a relationship we don't give a shit about. Why are we even, right. why are we talking about this? You know? Right, but... All right, so this is so they set uh, spoilers. Mia gets kidnapped in this movie. Unbelievable! And you think the person who would get kidnapped is the person who gets who's going to get married? Who we spend a lot of time on their relationship. Exactly. Yeah, it's so weird. But we're we're getting ahead of ourselves because they're an Aspen baby and they're going to have ice cream sex. <laughs> now, first she has a dream that takes place in like a chapel. Or a dance hall where, like, J- Jack is there. Uh, she wakes up. Christian goes down the stairs. Uh, and they start rubbing ice cream on each other. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting, but also not disgusting enough. Like, yes. I, I think they needed to go really far. And also, somebody needed to walk in. Like, that, that you know what they, I mean? They, you think they're setting that up. Right. This movie is filled with shit where you're like, surely that's what you're setting up. They're making too much noise. So you think, oh, someone's going to walk in. It's going to be a cute little moment. Yeah. Nope. Exactly. She rubs ice cream on his hairy fucking nipple. And it's just like, oh, gross. Like, it's just like warm dairy, like just on their skin. And they're taking turns. And it's just like, this is. Yeah. And they're on the table that everybody's going to eat off of it's in like, the morning. It's like mint chip and sweat is what that tastes like. You know, you're like, nah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not in that. I'm not in. I'm not into this at all. Right. And so they don't get much sleep. Yeah. It's really gross. It's really gross. Uh, Also, I I forgot to say this, but it really does matter. Uh, (laughs) The reason that they take this trip is because they really needed a break from uh, from the two days of work that they, like, they've been working so hard. (laughs) You're right. She just got back to work. (laughs) And I wrote down, like, she probably gets promoted at the end of this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, no. So the idea is Liz is blackmailed, but I would have accepted Liz being like, I'm doing this because fuck you. Because you came in for two days and then you left for another week and I'm doing all your work for you. Right. I'm the only reason that you look qualified to do anything. Yeah. You know, like that would have been fun. That would have been a fun arc, you know? Uh, Absolutely. Anything would have been good. Anything would have been a fun arc. So can you explain to me what the actual trouble was between Elliot and Gia? You know what I mean? Like, like, can you explain that to me? So the reveal is that, so she thinks Gia is cheating 
or Elliot is cheating on Kate with Gia. And then what we real we we learn is that Gia was helping Elliot choose the ring. That's as far as I know. Okay, so that's where I got a little confused about it because I don't understand what Gia's job is. Architect. They call her the architect. So why is she helping him pick out rings? <laughs> you know, he's you know, you know how when you're rich you just have an architect that you just have access to and they're always like hanging out with your friends and like helping out with other things. I mean, yeah, she's an I guess. architect, but she'll also like do other stuff. Right. It's like having a nuclear research scientist to feed you dinner in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just sure, okay. Why not? She's I don't want to I don't want to lift a fork. Just put it in yeah. my mouth. <laughs> it's fucking, I don't know, man. <laughs> Made no uh, sense. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. It's, so they spent... I just, oh, like, well, I mean, just to, just to point out for the savvy listener here, like, the only reason it had to be her is because the movie has dubbed her a tramp, right? Like, like that's, I guess, that's why. For right? just being a little flirty, yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, it's yeah. such a judgmental decision by the writer and filmmakers. It's like, wow. Absolutely. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just had to say that. <laughs> so they have a night of, of ice cream sex, and then they get up good and early for a day of hiking gown shopping and clubbing <laughs> in that order <laughs> they get up they immediately go hiking right, that's, right? and that's enough of a day by the way and I, i'm not just yes. saying that because i'm a pudgy guy i'm saying that because like who wants to go do these all these strenuous activities in one day yeah, like they do a few. They they note that it's going to be like Elliot is learning them, leading them on this really long hike. So it's got to be like three or four hours, right? Right, right. And then it cuts to them gown shopping, and it was like, did you shower between these two activities? Did you just say, nah. hey, you know what? We're so rich. Let's go sweat a bunch, yep. and then try on some fancy outfits. Right. Like let's. Yeah, absolutely. Like we'll just like whatever we want to put on, they'll just like let us do it. 100 percent right by the way th- how this is how conflict-free the movie is at this point i thought them being tired was going to be a plot point <laughs> like I was yeah like, oh they're gonna be tired oh something's gonna happen get lost in the nope. woods or something yeah. no nope 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 they just go they, again in the gown scene meaningless uh and finally they go to the club where elliot proposes and it was like okay let me get this straight you went for a beautiful hike in the woods and you're like, you know when's the best part to time of day to propose? A noisy nightclub in the evening. Well, it definitely had That's the... Yeah. When it, it had the vibe of like, I better marry her real quick or things are going to get out of control. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. had, like trying to save the relationship by proposing. A thing that keeps right. happening in this story, by the way. But they literally find this like beautiful view when they're hiking. It's like, if there was ever a moment to propose, wouldn't it be this? uh yeah but absolutely no, he proposes they have a good time at the nightclub they go home and the aspen trip is over and meaningless completely meaningless uh i i do want to say the most interesting thing that's happening in any of these movies is happening off screen right now and that is jason is investigating hyde like jason right. jason the head of their security a somewhat interesting character is like looking into hide and like that yeah. would have been an interesting movie you know like there's so many interesting movies that there could have been yeah absolutely but we're following we're following the npcs we're following the most boring <laughs> we, fucking characters we really are we really yeah. are and like we've run out of their dialogue options so instead we're just yes. set, watching the same cut scene over and over <laughs> 
They go home. She eye rolls. So he's like, you're going to get punished for that. Right. And we get a sexy cover of I Feel Good. Uh, two, bu- two butt plugs? Uh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> fine. I, like, I think I might have taken a bathroom break during this scene. It's That's possible. Fair. Yeah, I just oh, uh, I, started, I was not into I started, it. Yeah, I would get a snack during the sex scenes because I knew they'd run about five minutes and nothing would happen in them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, she and learns... You, you, knew it was, you knew it was a good gamble. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention one thing. Forgive me, Dave. So, like, oh, no. so Christian punches a guy in the dance club like a guy who like literally just shows up to be punched by Christian and I and like that's funny on its own but the second yeah. thing that's funny about it is they make out and they get so hot after he just yeah. like hits a random guy and I'm like oh yeah here yep that that guy they're was also the on the payroll people. yeah they're terrible they're the worst people yeah that yeah guy, you're right is he yeah. probably what paid that guy to take a take a dive 100% he yeah. looked he looked like a wrestler already he just got jobbed that's what yep. happened anyway please continue mm. Um, so, uh, we learn that, uh, Jack is up for bail. Oh my God, dude. Yep. Anna goes to the court hearing where the judge is like, I'm, I think you're a bad person. and It's going to hurt other people. Anyway, Let, here's, I'm he, setting your bail. Enjoy freedom again. <laughs> yeah. Don't you well, cry, young says, man. Yeah. He says the bail, she goes to the bathroom to puke. Right and right, I I had a little micro thing here. Is they show her puke, and normally you cut. You they run into the bathroom, she pukes, cut. They right. stay with her. She gets out of the bathroom, and goes and like washes her hair and slightly wipes her mouth. Then they cut as if they wanted us to see that she doesn't wash out her mouth and is disgusting. Because <laughs> I was like, that's disgusting. Anna. Yeah. That was disgusting. Also, what she was wearing to the bail hearing uh, would have been like, like it was the movie idea of like she's trying to be inconspicuous. It was the most ridiculous outfit you've ever seen. She's wearing yes. a black hoodie with gigantic sunglasses and her hair sticking out the way that it does, and it's like everyone would be looking at you. <laughs> like that's yeah. the first thing that would happen. We'd all look Absolutely. at you. Yeah, just awful. Uh, so I thought she was puking because of the like the first. The first sign of trauma, like the idea of like, oh, so she actually is act like affected by Jack. Thank God, because I was thinking she was a fucking robot. Right. But it turns out Correct. no. Yeah. It's because she's pregnant. Oh, uh, yes, it's because she's pregnant. But the movie has the audacity to introduce this doctor plot as though we'd been waiting for the doctor appointment. You know what I mean? Like the doctor's like, right. you know, I, it's been a few weeks and she's like, I'm sorry. And it's like, wait, were we supposed to be tracking this? Uh, right. They don't show her puke any other time. She's perfectly fine. Right. And uh, she, she calls, uh, she's been calling Anna around the clock, she says. So the question is, what was the doctor's appointment supposed to be for? Because it isn't pre- I don't know, man. It, well, the reason I ask is because then she does the ultrasound, and I'm like, what kind of fucking doctor is she? Because, like, <laughs> there, was, there was no pregnancy emergency when they didn't know. So, like, is this woman, like, some kind of Trump doctor? <laughs> like, what I assume is going she on? was like, I have morning sickness or whatever, and I don't know, man. I don't know. That's the best I can do. Your, your ultrasound technician doesn't also have office appointments with you. You right. know, uh, I, I know that from being moderately aware of doctors, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just really crazy. It's a fever dream. Yeah, absolutely. It's all a fever dream. Absolutely. So she tells Christian she's prego uh, and he's pissed. 
And he's pissed specifically yeah. because he thinks he's fighting for attention already. Yep. He's, yep. I, I don't know if he says it now or later. He's like that. He's jealous of his own baby. Yep. And it's like, boy, you suck. Yeah. You're really, really terrible. And I don't sympathize with you at all. Yep. And he goes out and gets drunk. He gets drunk and goes immediately to Sex Joker. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So just so that's not confusing, Elena, who's played by Kim Basinger, who we predicted would be the sex Joker, we were wrong yeah, about who's that. Who's not actually in this film, and I think that's why she's not sex Joker. Yeah. Is I think maybe <laughs> she didn't want to come back. I mean, she's in one scene. Is maybe? she? She's in one scene. Yeah. She's in the scene where we discover her ex-husband has been funding Jack Hyde. Spoilers. Oh, okay. You know, a plot a plot point that was like. Oh, 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 okay. I guess I kind of understand what the mechanics of this were. Because, yeah, Jack, yeah. H- Jack Hyde is like, has like some military tech available to him to be accomplishing this. He has, yeah. He has henchmen. Yeah. Absolutely. He has henchmen in right. this. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he's funded. This guy, again, yeah. th- this guy's like fucking uh, the big boss from Metal Gear Solid. Like, he's got money behind him. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, it, it, we'll get we'll get into it. So, right. yeah, uh, he she gets mad because he um, went and went immediately to his ex to his old dom, and she should be pissed because yeah. he's like a weird big baby. He's like, you're gonna give the you're gonna give the baby more attention than me. I'm gonna go talk to my previous fucking ex girlfriend, and it's like Jesus Christ, Christian. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She very correctly says later, she's like. Of course the baby's more important than you. Right. Of course. It should be more important than me to you, you idiot. Like, we're adults, you asshole. Like, uh, I uh, give her credit for that. Um, I, I do, too. She goes... She should have been furious with him about this. Yeah, this should end the relationship. Absolutely. Much like many moments. A- absolutely. This, uh, this would be, like, close to a divorce immediately. Because, like, this woman's toxic and doesn't approve of the marriage and is aggressive and, and, you know, has, you also have this mysterious history we never actually learn about, you know? Right. So, yeah. Until the prequel series comes out. Oh, I have an idea for what could come next from this, Dave. Don't. Okay. I just just want you to know. Yeah, yeah. She locks herself in his sex bat cave and sleeps there. Yeah. Uh, And I couldn't figure out what that was supposed to mean. Like, I I don't know. I I miss you. You know what it meant to me? It meant to me that they don't have two bedrooms or anywhere else to sleep. <laughs> uh, it, she was just like, I need to, I'm going to sleep on the couch because I'm mad at you. Uh, shit, we don't have any couches. We just have a bunch of office furniture and weird like <laughs> banana lights and orbs. So we have just have weird, it's like a spaceship in here. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the one other comfortable room that we have, which is the sex room. This penthouse. Sleep there. This penthouse is a glorified two bedroom. Like yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, it's a terrible a, apartment. It's they have worse a dungeon. than my current apartment. Yeah, <laughs> they have a dungeon and a bedroom and that gigantic kitchen foyer area, and that's all there yeah. is. <laughs> they they live like lab subjects. Yep. Like they, they yeah. They, there's nothing welcoming about where they live. No, uh, it's awful. No. It's yeah. Uh, it does feel yep. like a laboratory. I, it feels like something at the end of Resident Evil, for sure. Yep. It's it's really stupid. Also, spoil like just quick question. Anna has literally nobody to talk to, right? Like there is nobody she, she Kate, can talk but to. It doesn't seem that. Well, yeah. I mean, but they only talk. They're the kind of friends who talk 
once in a while and like for sure won't be friends in five years oh yeah i mean kate left her left her to get taken at a nightclub by christian in the first movie (laughs) so like kate clearly doesn't give that much of a shit about anna i feel like they're friends but if she learned that anna was found dead it she would she would not be as upset as she should be uh yeah or maybe even upset at all i mean is that too harsh to say Maybe. Uh, it's the situation where Anna might be like, Kate, you're my best friend. And Kate's thinking like, oh, no, you're like a college friend. That's it. Yeah. Like you're you're an associate. Like uh, like I would fit you in once a quarter and that would be a, like feel like a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. We learn. We finally see where Kate works, which is in Seattle, the magazine. And like overall, I just have bad news for both of these characters in terms of the publishing industry. But, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I we mean, see, we. S- <laughs> I, I, I think the seaside mansion will be uh, some yeah. consolation for poor Anna, and frankly, Kate's oh, gonna yeah. be rich too, right? Like, so they're fine. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's great. It's very smart of them to marry the people they married. Uh, uh, we see Anna at work being the boss, and again, it's very funny because it's it's just clear that whoever wrote this didn't know what that would be. So she says, "Great meeting, and remember, make that font size bigger." <laughs> it's like oh yeah way to be the boss yeah i by yeah. the way I, they had like one or two good scenes in this movie one of them was uh the one where she gets dressed in the morning after he went to see elena that was like that oh yeah that, that argument was a good scene it was like oh okay there's some substance yeah. to this too bad it's the end of that arc but right. it was a good scene you know uh yeah yeah uh this by uh, the way at work right if i remember this correctly because uh, this is where it got a little fuzzy for me. At work is where she gets the phone call from Jack, right? I was about to say, this is where everything changes. Yeah, everything changes. Jack, Go ahead. Jack calls her and he's like, I got out. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. He's already like, I, my first thought was he's going to get in trouble. He's calling. And then he's like, and I kidnapped Mia. And it's like, oh, shit. Um, so Jack is full on supervillain. He kidnaps yeah. Christian's sister. And he's like, get me $5 million in cash in two hours or I'm going to fucking kill her. Right. And it's like, holy shit. Like, dude, you you are now uh, abjectly throwing your life away. There's, yeah, a, there is, is nothing. Yeah. You have no life after this, no matter what right. happens. It's different than anything up to this point, because right now he's been, oh, he's following them. He's stalking. He's trying to kidnap her. He's he's her scorned uh, ex-boss that was a uh, she got fired. And it's like all that makes sense Uh, in uh, not, you know, in terms of him as a villain. He still he still went from fucking zero to 60, obviously. Uh, This is when you realize he's a he's a Batman villain. He's right. a mustache shirt. Suddenly he wants five million in cash and he's kidnapped her sister and it's become a completely different film. I mean, also, can we just say like this orphan trope uh, is already a pretty shitty trope if you like spend three seconds thinking about it. Right. Like, it's like it's a kind of a shitty trope in general that we do to people who've had a tragedy in their life. This is one of the worst offenses of that idea ever. Absolutely. Because it's literally leaning only on that. The problem is I was an orphan, yep. right? Like, yeah, I was an orphan, and why did you get rich? And I also seem okay. 
Like that's the other thing. Right. He's he's like, why does everybody have everything? And it's like, you were the boss of a publishing company. You went to Princeton. You were probably you were making like six figures. Yeah, you went to Princeton. You you could afford Princeton. How are how are you different? How are like you're not You're not a billionaire, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Again, it really it really feels like it's it it really feels like they didn't know that they could edit the scripts. Yeah. Because it's all it's so baffling what Jack is now. Yes. And he Yeah, it's like He has what I'm gonna call the Elden Ring problem. Uh, okay. which is, or it, it, there's a lot of, maybe any From Software game problem, which is he's only a villain because the protagonist needs something to do. He, yeah. Like, he doesn't have a previous existence that can be coherently followed or right. a reason to be doing anything he's doing. You know? It's sort of like when you're It's in, the equivalent of, like, bullies in movies where yeah. they're like, check out the dweeb, and it's like, well, who the fuck are you? Right. You don't exist. You've never existed. No. Uh, but Jack is even worse than that because he's constantly what he wants is chaos. It's in like he it really is like I feel like if he got the five million, he'd set it on fire. Yeah. And he'd be like, it's not about the money. Right. It's about <laughs> sending a message. Like it's just like Jack is an impossible character. <laughs> give me um, give me a ride in that toad plane and then leave yeah. me then leave me. I'm gonna fly away. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I hate that plane. <laughs> Jack's mo- yeah. His motivations and his background changes from scene to scene. Yeah. It it's it's unbelievable i'm, I'm just so, gonna point out he feels like an actor uh like yeah. a, a, and again christian hiring him is the most likely thing particularly that is be- honestly yeah the most likely because the way that she shoots him is also like it's like she was playing laser tag or something you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the way yeah. it all plays out is very like you don't want to shoot me do you young protagonist ha you'd never have the stomach to do it like right like you're a she's at a stage show and she's being encouraged to do it or something yes it's, it's really ridiculous. bad it's really bad yeah it's like it's like the third act of a jean-claude van damme movie where he's <laughs> at a boathouse now he's kidnapped her and brought her to like a boathouse that looks like it's like a 90s like again 90s third act location it does it also kind of looks like there's only one road to get there which is not the best place to to have your getaway happen (laughs) right so he's fucking kidnapped her like a villain he's kidnapped me a character we decided is completely disposable from this point on yeah you know he wants five million dollars right right which again i feel like he has that kind of money already it's like Dr. Evil. Like, it's such a small amount of money for kidnapping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. It's Well, I mean, maybe he thought because it had to be cash, that's about the amount of money she could carry or something. I don't know. Maybe that's what. And this is, yeah. He has henchmen. He's yelling about his birthright. Uh, and that's when it was like, oh, my God. Was he, what, yeah, this is all the questions is, was he just happened to be her boss? Was that coincidence? Yeah. What the fuck is this? Also, she goes to the bank. Can I, can I just briefly, so like the movie bothers to have him call her from Mia's phone and then like, I, I, does he smash it or he throws it away or something so that it can't throws be. Throws it in the water. Throws yeah. it in the water so it can't be traced. And then he just calls her from his phone like yes. three minutes later. <laughs> it's like, what wait, wait, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening what, what is any of this did he just forget how crimes go i just i don't get it <laughs> i don't know he's terrible at kidnapping we learned this 
It's fucking. It's this is unbelievable shit. Yeah, I can't believe this is the same film series. It definitely feels like like we just pivoted hard into a different story. Yeah, like you know. So she has to go to the bank. It's yeah. Despite all right, here's the other thing though. Like the one way it's totally like the rest of the movie is that there's no real obstacles in anything that happens. Uh, Everything goes smoothly. She goes to the bank to get five million. She kind of shits all over this bank manager. Uh, She steals. She borrows his phone so she can have it thrown into a puddle. So she gets the five million. Christian realizes something's wrong. At first, he's like, are you leaving me? Because they had that fight. Uh, And and she's like very clearly can't speak about it. Um, And so he's like, okay, give me the bank manager. And he says, give her whatever she wants. And he's immediately like, okay, Anna's clearly in trouble. Uh, and so that's when like the henchmen grab her and that's when the, the reveal where she's like Liz and I wrote, wait, who's Liz? <laughs> uh, and so I had to go back and figure that out. I, I was, uh, I thought, oh, okay, that's a fun payoff. Uh, yeah. you know, it, and it, and it was there. Like she has right. like Jack and her have a weird exchange in movie two that I noticed, but then didn't make a mo- like make a comment about cause we passed by it. Uh, so it's, it's all there. You know, it, right. it it makes sense. Uh, it's like the only thing in this whole franchise that was actually considered and then yeah. and then meaningfully yeah. planted and paid off. Yeah, I yeah. I also just want to stress that bank manager. He must know. She's like, I need five million in cash. Can I use your back door and borrow your phone? He must be like, this is a hostage thing, isn't it? Yeah, like he should call the cops. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Christian Christian traces her phone. She goes to the 80s boathouse. Because she uh, she is actually the smartest criminal mind in this franchise. Like, yes. like she's, the, yes. I mean, she's not always good at it, but she is the most capable person at crime espionage and detective work that exists in this city uh, and the surrounding Washington area. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. She's yeah. the most competent. That's the whole thing is she proves to be the most competent human in a world of idiots. Right. And that's why she's like, she's, she's, you know, she's a dom all of a sudden at the end. Uh, so, uh, Jack just kicks the crap out of her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he really does. It's like, he's going straight for the baby. Uh, Oh and, yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, it's the most intense scene of the movie. Uh, Liz is like, wait, you're going to kill her. I didn't agree to this. Uh, and then that's when Anna pulls out the gun and just shoots Jack, and that's it. The right, the it's over. Everything's fine. It's really the way really it's easy. done. The way it's done feels like it could have been a scene in Napoleon Dynamite or something. Like it's so like <laughs> it's so like oh uh, uh, you know that's it. Yeah. And like it's just so lazily and then she just done. Blam! Shoots right. him in the leg. Right. And it's like again, it's it's like man, it wouldn't have been cool if she like got away and they were like she was like underwater trying to like it like they yeah. actually gave a shit and made it like an action sequence. Take five but, minutes. Take five minutes and do a thriller for five minutes. Have a good time. Right. You know why not? Yeah. But much like the helicopter scene, it's. Oh my God, Mia's been kidnapped. Probably roughly 10 minutes later, Jack is on the ground like, ah, you shot me. And like the actual moment in which she shows up to confront Jack takes, what do you th- think? 30 seconds? 40 seconds? Um, yeah, that's about right. It's pretty yeah. short. Uh, she shows up. He starts kicking the crap out of her. She takes out a gun and shoots his ass. 
And then it's over. Mia's fine. The yeah. cops are there. They didn't frisk her. You know, like they didn't do basic yeah. criminal stuff. Like, hey, does she have a weapon? You know, is she right. recording she gets this? in the car, they're like, give me your phone. Right. It's like, shouldn't you just frisk her right there and then? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, at least and confiscate any butt plugs. With this woman, that's p- yeah. totally possible. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yep. So Jack goes to jail. Right. Uh, By the way, Mia disappears from the movie after this. Like, yeah, she's the woman, fine. Everybody, uh, she, they're fine. Everybody's she, fine. She, right. But, like, I think it's fair to say, no, she's not. You know what I mean? Like, this is a yeah. life-changing trauma for her. Uh, she's fine. Totally disposed of. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Uh, uh, Anna wakes up in the um, the hospital. In, in, uh, and she's fine. In what they're calling a hospital, it's like set in like it's set on like a platform above the woods in some mystery right. location. I was like, because again, they're all actors. Right, Christian hired them. Right, <laughs> it's like that doesn't look like a hospital at all. Also, yeah. why didn't they have hospital sex? Big blown opportunity there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, That's, I know. Yeah, it should have happened. Yeah. They should have fucked on Jack's body. Yeah, there's so many places they should have fucked. Yeah, again, she, the, you, at this point, I have completely forgotten this movie was supposed to be about sex, because now it's about something completely different. Um, she wakes up, no trauma, she's fine. She's like, "Is the baby okay?" And they're like, "Yeah." And then they just start talking about their relationship. Right. Of course <laughs> they do. At no point are they like. At no point is she's like, "Man, it's pretty fucking crazy what happened, huh?" I'm really shaken up. No, they're fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> Well, he I, like says as an aside, he's like, by the way, he blackmailed Liz. And it's like, oh, and he's like, by the way, yeah, we, we, we were, he's the Riddler. By the way, we're, uh, you know, we were, we, we hung out at the, 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 we were foster kids together or whatever. We hung out at the orphanage. And it's like, oh, neat. Anyway, like, yeah. they don't care. They don't care about anything. No, they don't. I, I wrote down at this point, this scene with Anna and Christian explaining the foster care system is a perfect summary of what's wrong with the series. They don't underline key discoveries, they whitewash interesting emotional or moral dilemmas, and they settle for easy romance or sexuality as a distraction from real drama. Like they're, they're just not interested in the things that make movies good. Yeah, no, they're not. Because it's this moment, like, like I said, this is the closest they get, is where he literally is like, hey, look at this picture. Look at me. That's him and that's me. Oh, we were in the same foster home. And then Christian has one moment where he says, like, he's no different than me. He, we, are, we were both orphans. I could have, because the, I, so I think the, the thing they were trying to do and failing miserably is the idea in the first movie where, where um, Anna realizes that Christian is punishing her and cruel, right? Yeah. And they explore it in the second movie where he's like, by the way, you look like my mom uh, and I right. want to punish you and right, all right. women who look like her. And then this is supposed to be his realization of where that of not real, maybe not like it's the realization of like, maybe I'm not so different from this guy. Maybe my privilege made me able to direct my anger to this weird kinky shit. And if I was this guy, the problem is everything we talked about. Jack is also privileged. If they had made him like live in a shitty apartment and have a shitty job. And that idea of like, without your money, you would be where I am. Uh, that would have worked, but they don't do that. The fact that Jack was just her ex-boss and it's really confusing as to what Jack's motivation is also ruins that, right? It completely it's ruins like, it. Yeah, he's not, again, he hasn't, 
it's unclear if he's been planning this this whole time. It's unclear when he knew that Christian and him went to the same uh, went through the same foster care system. It's completely unclear. It's well, it's so, impossible. Is really, it's not even that it's unclear. Yes. It's that it's impossible. Uh, well, it's either a phenomenal coincidence, or he was. But you're right. And Jack is impossible in general. That yeah, character. Jack is only possible if Christian is paying him to to be. Yes. Uh, there. I, also, like, I think the thing that's sort of come into focus for me as we've been talking is Christian is the actual protagonist in this story. Uh, yes, like all, he has the actual. He changes. Change. Yes, he's the only one that changes, and that is a bummer because it's not because it it undermines. First of all, it undermines the 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 BDSM aspects of this story. Like it actually undermines pull, them. Yeah. You know, which is a huge problem. And second of all, it's sexist. And third of all, yeah. uh, it's like, well, look, if he's going to be the hero of the story, let's watch it from his point of view. You right. know what I mean? Well, you could. All right. So you could argue that this is the Back to the Future situation where okay. George McFly is the protagonist of that movie in that he has the strongest arc. Right. To the point that his life is fundamentally changed. Marty is technically the main character, right? Uh, and Marty's arc is way less... Uh, extreme, but he has he basically. One. But he has one. what? But he does he have has one. one. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um. But it's mainly in the first movie. He he barely has an arc. If you watch that first movie, they give him a full arc with the series. Um. The point being that I think Anastasia is kind of the Marty, where it's like her arc is subtle. She is the main character, but she is. You could argue she is not the protagonist. Yep. And there are good movies that do that. For example back to the future right. uh but but it is not um good here and so like that's what it is is like her arc is you're topping from the bottom she learns to get control over her own life with christian uh by the end but it's such a small subtle arc that's very incremental and doesn't really feel visible because she's never but it, it also it, she's always it also, pointing it out like she's it, always like this is bullshit from the first movie so i don't she, know she she is mature enough that she always understands their problems in context yeah. like so that's that's a problem is that she's mature enough that she's able to contextualize and not overreact to their problems which right. uh eliminates the drama and the second thing is yes she has an arc but the arc is she becomes a worse person you know what yes. I mean? Like, like, sure, she exerts some control over this relationship, but in doing so, becomes less, con- like, less grounded in reality, less compassionate mm-hmm. toward her fellow human beings, and less available to her friends, her family, like people who care about her, right. and completely uh, at the like at the whims of this man. No matter, like, playing a role for him, sure, but not, but never really. Uh, not branching out and becoming and growing. She's yeah. not growing, you know? You could argue she's a sociopath and the real villain. You could argue that, not the real villain, I guess, but if you thought of it as like, if you added like narration where you realize that from the start, Anna sees a rich fucked up guy who she has great sex with and is like, okay, well, I just got to get him in, uh, get him in good shape. Like I'm, I'm going to marry him, get all his stuff. And he's a little fucked up, but like, whatever, man, like that, that, like if that was her motivation of like, I want this guy's money. Yeah. He's a mess, but you know, and like, and then everything that's thrown her away, she's just like, ah, I'm fine. I don't even give a shit. Like, she's like a weird sociopath. 
uh, and she's like slowly showing her true colors or something. If they if they did something where like Christian turned out to be this guy who's fallen apart, and she turns out to be a fucking uh, you know. Uh, the real sex joker of it all that would have been interesting they don't do that because it's not well written uh there's nothing there's nothing to her well is what it comes down to i mean she kind of grows into a martin shkreli type person yes. you know what i mean it's like oh no that's not uh yeah. they sort of both become a martin shkreli <laughs> but yeah she has no arc christian completes his arc by visiting his dead mother's grave his birth mother okay uh sure yeah, it, look, yeah, sure is the word for it. Yeah. And then the the movie has the audacity. The audacity. Yeah, yeah, I loved Adam, this. I loved this. Yeah, go to ahead. To end on a montage. Montage. I, I wrote down a montage at the end, double exclamation point. Why do we want or need this? They're treating this like it's Lord of the fucking Rings. <laughs> where they're like, look how far we've come. Look it. They go through. They show her falling in his office again. They show all the little the the moments. They show moments where I was like, "Oh, was that supposed to be a romantic moment?" Because they're treating it like one. Uh, moments that I have completely forgotten because they thought that we were so invested in this story that the tears would be rolling down our eyes as they show us a flashback sequence of everything leading up to this moment. Dave, their world has been saved, but not for us. Yeah. <laughs> The fucking audacity. <laughs> it really is. It's it's uh it's so tone deaf and like it's such a self-indulgent thing ultimately because it's the filmmakers that feel that way. You know, right. or, and maybe when I say the filmmakers, I think I just mean the writer. You know, I think that's who feels that way about it cuz it for her it was like she is Anastasia Steele, right? Like she is a person who found her way into like fortune and a life that she didn't expect right. or in some ways uh that yeah, just she she you got catapulted to the top of the financial food chain and you know right that's a cool journey i bet yeah good for her yeah. she's rich yeah you know okay but the, they fucking take this victory lap. yeah they do it's like a band getting booed off the stage and then coming back for an encore uh well it should have been a sex scene right it, why well, wasn't it a yeah. sex scene that's well, it, it ends with been. a sex scene. It ends with her calling him into the red room. That's when he says, you're topping from the bottom, Mrs. Gray, which I think might be the last line. I don't know, because then they do credits and then they show their ugly kid, Ted, <laughs> that they had. That's right. Yeah, they, yeah. Cut, they cut to them playing with their shitty kid. Yeah. And they're like, Teddy. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah. And, uh, but it should have been an, an actual sex scene. What if they named it Jack? What if they oh, named the kid Jack? That would have been perfect. Or Jose. Yeah, Jose. Oh, perfect. And made Jose um, babysit him or something. You're so right. Good. It should have been, it should have been a sex scene maybe intercut with other memories or something. Sure. Uh you know, maybe just like they're, they're, maybe yeah. just Anna working at the hardware store. Right. <laughs> yes. And Christian yeah, back to the hardware store. Doing business it's like, somewhere. <laughs> it's just it angered me so much because it was like what is this the fucking end of six feet under yeah. like who do you think you are right now who do you fucking think you are uh, do you think you under. touched our hearts yeah you're, yeah you're no david and keith what the fuck man yeah <laughs> this, this is fucking bullshit yeah your, Jesus your Christ. rage your rage is feeding me right now bro it really yeah. is i'm really enjoying it uh here are the here are the unresolved plot lines from this trilogy i wrote them down okay great. are you ready for this the first one uh, is yeah. elena and christian 
what happened there? Why did that matter? What was the nature of the relationship? No idea. Number who's, two, <laughs> who's Elena? Yeah, Elena's Kim Basinger's character. Uh, oh right, okay. no, no idea. You know, like also by the way, I didn't write this down, but Elena's relationship with her husband is also a thing that mattered in this movie because he was bankrolling Jack. And then right. he ends. His company gets bought out as he gets investigated for fraud because of Jack, and it's like, oh, so there was a whole corporate espionage thing going on here that would have, you know, there was a succession story going on in the background that would have been more interesting. Um, right. So there's that. Uh, Mia's trauma and Jose's journey to bring her back to some state of uh, peace, normalcy. You know what I mean? Like, right. just, That's a yeah. Because Mia. Mia- uh, Mia is a victim of this. She came out. She did not yeah. come out of this okay. No, uh, Gia's flirtations in general are, I think, unresolved. Like, what was the deal with Elliot? And right. uh, what's the what's her like? What happens? You know. Also, why is Gia? Why is Gia? Like, yes. she's not in right. the other films. They're just like, here's Gia. She's a character now. And it's like, <laughs> is she though? <laughs> is she? Yeah, we could have used a real Black Widow spinoff film for her. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like she could have used her own Hawkeye, you know, sort of. Yeah, the uh, sex film. ventures of Gia. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that. speaking of s- sex ventures, uh, Sawyer and Joan, Mrs. Jones's thing, uh, that was unresolved. Right. Uh, what's the deal with Anna's mom and dad and her family life in general? I think they're dead. I think they must be <laughs> dead at this point. Christian they could had be. them killed. Yeah, he has. A, I think there's. It's possible many people are dead off screen here. No, uh, it's very it's the Twilight thing where it's yeah. like her mom and her dad at a certain point. It's like, oh, they don't matter. <laughs> they're right. barely a, they're barely humans. Right. Of course. I mean, of course, that's what is actually happening. But, you know, right. it's weird. Uh, also, Christians like said he would go to therapy or clearly needs to go to therapy because that's the heart and soul of this franchise. Not resolved. Right. Uh, and finally, would you ever feel any peace if you were Anna and if you didn't know for sure Jack was dead? Right. You know, because Jack needs to she's be dead. Like, she says, like, is what's with Jack? And he's like, he'll live. Right. And it's like, ah, that's a shame. Because he tried to oh, kidnap I'm sorry. and kill me. I, I forgot. There is one more thing. And that thing is the contract. <laughs> the contract yes! never gets resolved. <laughs> the contract didn't matter. No. And I would, I would argue overall... The theme of this uh, series didn't matter. Yeah. The, the sex. Like, imagine if Twilight, by the third movie, had nothing to do with vampires and werewolves. That's what right. this is. Right. Like, Since, yeah. that's... Yeah, because the whole premise of the first movie was, I'm dating this man who's into some really fucked up kinky shit, and we're going to have a sex contract. And you imagine that's going to be the running thread. But by the second film, it is not an, uh, an issue anymore. And so at that point, those sex scenes aren't... Like in the first movie, the sex scenes were the moments of um, drama. Yeah, right? there, was, there was emotional the, content there. It was emotional. Yeah, and there was conflict. Yeah. There was conflict. Right. It was like, is she up to this stuff? Yeah. And I assumed that from that first movie that the the next movies were going to be these increasingly larger bids from Christian of like, I want to try this next. I want to do this. 
Uh, and it was going to be almost like a fight club situation right. where it keeps escalating. And Christian is the main antagonist in that regard. It kind of seemed where, like in some ways this movie needed to be about her finding out what are her actual sexual boundaries. Exactly. Right? You think this is going to be a three movie long sexual exploration of right. Anna. Right. But it is dropped by the first movie. Yes, it is. And the subsequent movies just become a lukewarm thriller not even lukewarm uh, like a very yeah. poor thriller uh yeah like worse than that like a middle movie is worse than a case hard. of the week on murder she wrote like just really bad yeah. uh here are a list of more interesting protagonists than anna that i wrote down okay uh mia i think would like just her story is interesting gia yeah <laughs> gia uh jose sex ventures uh jose also elena kim basinger's character she would have been more interesting absolutely sawyer absolutely uh, uh, yeah, Min- Sawyer, the bodyguard. Uh, Jack Hyde. I think he could have been an interesting protagonist. <laughs> yeah, uh, he sucked, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that French kid with the rock. What was going on with that kid? That just walked up and gave Christian a rock. What? That kid Wait, was interesting. What French kid there's with a, a rock? There's a French kid right up top that just walks up to Christian and hands him a rock because he's just In kind this of film. Yeah. He's just kind of a nice kid. It's when they're on honeymoon and his, oh, yeah. and his dad comes and scoops him up. And I'm like, what's the deal with that kid? I kind of wanted to see that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. And uh, finally, Mrs. Jones. I just think she had a lot of life in her. You know, she was an interesting. Which, uh, is Mrs. Jones the, um, the housekeeper? Yeah, the housekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Who disappears you know? from this film, yeah. right? She was interesting. Could have seen. I could have followed her around. Yeah. Maybe Liz. Oh, yeah. Maybe Liz that isn't just like a rich jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe Liz the chauffeur, or not the chauffeur, the uh, Liz the uh, HR lady. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, she has a way more uh, dramatic uh, fucking journey in this. Yeah. There are so many characters, but these two rich fucking wads that would have been more interesting. Absolutely. Well, and it's, uh, I don't. Like, I understand that we have a problem with wealth and equality in this country, and it's a very serious one. I don't think that necessarily a rich character means they're boring. But in this no, case, Batman. in this case, it absolutely did because it right. eliminated every problem. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's the thing is it's I'm a rich man. So like Batman, it's like I'm a rich guy. I'm kind of boring. I'm just like mm, rich socialite. But on the on uh, secretly, I dress up like a bat and I, I fight criminals. And it's like I see the appeal there. Uh, American Psycho. It's like I, I'm a rich snob, but I'm, you know, secretly like losing my mind and and, and you know fantasizing about killing women, etc. And this it's like I'm a rich like uh, snob, but I have a secret. I'm also into slightly kinky sex. And it's like I don't care. Yeah. That that doesn't make him interesting. And then he's like, but look, I I purchased a room just for kinky sex. And it's like, yeah, you're rich. Like, there's nothing. Well, that's the and problem, then, right? Uh, and then Anna is like, well, I'm, I'm just like a simple country folk. And it's like, actually, she's not. She's like, a, she's before she meets Christian, she's in a comfortable place. It's that thing of they have no, like you're saying, they have no struggles. There's nothing wrong well and the problem Except is christian is kind of a fucking dick and it's like it's like i don't care about his psychological problems because 
uh, they're not exceptional in terms of They're movies. not exceptional. You know I, what I mean? I agree. They're not movie-worthy. They're the kind of thing that's like, maybe on TV, like, he, you know, if you made him fun and you just called his name, right. like, called him Barney. You know what I mean? Did like, you, he might be more interesting. Yeah. Did uh, you see Hillbilly Elegy? No, I did not. It's not a good movie. Okay. Um, and that was my main issue with that movie is it's it's jd what's his name jd vance who's now a politician yep it, it he it's his life story uh and it's it when this came out we didn't know who jd vance was now that we know who he is we definitely don't need his life story but this it came out as like growing up in appalachia here's my life story and what you what you notice watching it is that he has it's not an interesting life story it's it's literally like yeah I went to Harvard and I had to work as a dishwasher and it's like yeah I worked as a dishwasher too and he's like yeah things were hard when I was a kid and he shows him getting like slightly bullied and it was just like yeah we all got bullied man like it's that idea of like someone thinking their life is really noteworthy and then when they tell it to you you're like oh no that's everyone yeah you're describing everybody's you, life you just don't know that because you have so much money that you are that you're you fooled into think thinking you're, you're significant exactly yeah and th- and that's what this is where it's like it's not that what they're going through isn't hard or unusual it's just you're making a movie right We're making a movie right tell an exceptional uh, story i, I also yeah. i also think that one of the cynical aspects of this movie that's really pretty inexcusable is that the sex stuff is actually not the point it's his wealth that's the point his wealth yes. is the actual kink here from the start from yeah. those sequences again those those quote unquote the love the moments where the music swells and it's supposed to show how in love she is or it's how she's always a rich him. thing always always a rich thing yeah it's, it's she is enamored with his wealth yeah that's it she doesn't that's what i'm saying is that she could be an actual sociopath who just wanted money and like it's a better story it's honestly like if this started with her being like, I just want to bag a rich guy. She runs into him and the challenge is, I want his money, but he's fucked up in the head. So I'm going to have to work with this. Yeah. Uh, but that's not it. We're uh, supposed to believe she loves him. And that's a problem because he is boring. And he is no at no point in this uh, series does he do anything that's worthy of that. Absolutely. Uh, he's completely boring, and in that way, actually, he if if they had intended this, I'd be applauding them. He's kind of a great commentary on the 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 vacancy of wealth, right? Like yeah. he's sort of inadvertently satirical uh, in a way that I kind of like. Yeah. Uh, but but of course, they're not actually saying this. I just think it's an accidental observation, right? Exactly. It's it's succession obviously does it better. It's the idea that when right. you have all the money in the world, you actually become quite bored. Right. Uh, and quite depressed. Right. And that's not a new idea, by the way. That's a real old idea. No, not at all. Uh, but, you know, it's nice to see it rendered uh, meaningfully somewhere, especially these, day- these days. But that does lead us to, I think, the movie that would actually fulfill this premise. Are you ready? Because like, I don't think they made the movie that would actually fulfill this premise. But I'll tell what you what. What is that movie? That movie is their divorce proceedings. If Ooh. we made Fifty Shades Divorce... And they literally, yeah. it's literally them coming to an agreement about the settlement agreement, which is part of what divorcing is. The you contract. Yes. More contract. But, yeah. the, but it's like the real contract, because now we're splitting up assets, right? And now right. it gets a little vicious, and there's actual pun- punishment motives, and there's yeah, actual mind their, games, you know? Yep. Yeah, like, 
Like that famous picture of the couple splitting up their beanie babies. It could be that, but butt plugs. Yeah, getting a real. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a funny version, and you're right, that would be funny. But like for real, you could make a thriller between these two characters ten years from now, right? Uh, where things didn't work out, and now they're actually playing each other for divorces, and they're using sexuality as a weapon, which I would say they kind of both do. Right. They could they could keep fucking. Yeah. During the of divorce, course, they would do that. Yeah. You know, and it would yeah. and it would be manipulative the way that it usually is deployed in this movie, and it would all be over line items in their settlement agreement. And I'm telling you, that could be interesting. That could be very interesting, right? Because that that is the promise that so kidnapping uh, helicopter crash all that shit take it all out if they had made three movies about the contract it legit would have been more interesting 100 percent. and that's that if it was like it was if it was like a legal drama coupled with them fucking all the time that would be great Right. And then like, so I know you could, you could, but you could do that. So what you do is this first movie, you do the contract, right? Of course. The second movie you do, um, you do like some other negotiate. The prenup. I guess I was going to, I was going to save that for the third, but yeah, you would, you do the prenup and then the third movie, you do the They get divorced. Yeah. Yep. And you, and you wait 10 years. Yep. And every time it's a courtroom drama. The with the lawyers are could be fun characters, you know, they could be interesting. You could do legitimately courtroom drama scenes and all the while they're like they're like fucking in the courthouse bathroom. Right. They they're yeah. It that would be so good. And it's it, you know, like I think again, that movie kind of structures itself, right? Like things are bad in the first act and like they've fallen out of love, and so they yeah. decide to get a divorce, and the, the decision to get a divorce actually reignites things because they always needed antagonism to get hot like that was always a part of it you know what i mean yeah they they suddenly realize uh that they need to be each other's enemy for this to work right it was never about sex joker and sex batman yeah because it was never about like actual like kink and like role-playing stuff it was never about that it was always about power plays and like that's where the real heat happens in a relationship for people like this is when they split. It should, yeah, it, the, the movie goes really wrong when it starts trying to make it about love. It should have been about sex 100%. and power. Yes. Yeah. It, well, it never, it never understood what love is. Yeah. I it, believe there's a much better movie called Secretary that I'm sure yeah. people think about all the time when these <laughs> movies come out. Sure. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing is that this is just, it's the Disney-fied version of that. It's, it's, they had to bring love into it because I think that's who the writer is. And that's, you know, it's again, it's the twilight issue, which is like the person who's writing it couldn't actually conceive of what the, what the interesting stuff is there, what the drama is. It had to be this like very storybook version. I mean, Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know because I think if you're making fan fiction of twilight, you already are not interested in like real drama. Yeah. You know, like you're interested, I think, more in like the 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 melodrama of it, you know, like the for sure. And I mean, the soap, the soap opera structure of it. That's what this is. You know, Mm -hmm. it's soap operatic. Like if you're interested in real drama, they should have real issues, you know, like, right. Yeah. I think that would be yeah, like there would be periods of time in any movie about this where they couldn't really get kinky with each other because it would be painful emotionally because that's the substance of it. But they never did any of that. 
you know they never did anything yeah this it's a big wet it's a big wet fart <laughs> it, it 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 feels like there was no at no point did it feel like they had any idea where the where the story was actually heading or what it meant what any of this was supposed to mean who the characters were what the like it was it's just we wanted to make something with sex in it that was kinky yeah at least and, and at least yeah. at least Twilight had two thirds of an arc figured out. Like I didn't agree with yes. it. But they knew that this is the story of a, a young woman getting swept up in world of vampires and then sort of being in the middle of a love triangle between the werewolves and the vampires, and eventually she yeah. ends up married with and living with the vampire. Now they didn't right. know how to end that story, but okay, but they, they got had, that far. They had a yeah, they had a journey. Yeah. This this had no journey because uh, there was never a relationship of substance here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what? You know what really baffles me? Oh, please! I can't wait. So, sex movie comes out. Everybody rushes to see it. Right. Sex sequel comes out. Right. You'd think by by this movie, people would have realized. Oh, there's no actual sex in these. Uh, Did this, why is this making so much money at this point? I don't know because it's not for the sex anymore. And if it's for the drama, that just really bums me out because it's bad. Well, I mean, it's not for the story. There's no cliffhangers. Again, I get Twilight because it's like, well, there's a story here. Well, we were, uh, not, we were, a good one? No. we were saying the same thing about Twilight to be fair. Uh, it made a hundred million dollars in the oh. United States and Canada, and two hundred and seventy around the world. It didn't make that much. That's not that much, but you'd think still. Like, yeah, we were saying about the Twilight, but boy, has my bar been lowered since then, right? Because it's just like I. There's no redeeming qualities by that. That second film is like, how was there a third? I guess just because yeah. they made them both back to back. I mean, yeah, but, I think it was it was clearly Jesus a money play. Yeah, yeah, I I uh I don't I mean, I'll be honest with you, the only reason it's ever crossed my mind to watch this aside from the fact that it's funny for you and I to do that is uh for the sex scenes. Right? Like that's right. the only reason I think anybody would watch this, and that's another reason why I'm not sure why there's a third movie. Cuz well, it's like what what are we watching exactly. this for? You it's know? there's no the sex scenes don't matter. By the way, audiences hated this. Oh, it yeah. has a low it has a low critical and audience score. It's just like I guess for the the amount of money it made that isn't it's not Avatar. It was people being like, "Ah, fuck it. I'll go see this piece of shit." But, like that must have been it. It must have been people ironically seeing it at that point. I uh, mean, because uh, I I don't know, man. I would have see sometimes I kind of wish that and I know Hollywood would never do this. If they would have a survey that included, why did you see this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of, I, I really feel like that would be interesting material here. Because, like, I mean, I think there's a lot of bad TV out there that people just watch because it's something to do with their time. Right. You know, or because it's like, look, you know, we'll do an hour and 40 minutes and then, like, we'll go to dinner, we'll watch this movie, we'll come home and we'll have sex. That's the night we're going to have, right? It's like a date movie. Right. Um, yeah. And or I, teenagers getting together watching something. There's yeah. a lot of movies horror movies there's a lot of mediocre movies that exist for people who aren't like us in the sense that they don't give a shit they're just going out to see a movie and then they go out and they see the movie and they go oh that was kind of fun or they go oh that was really stupid 
Uh, and then, yeah, they go home and they fuck or they do drugs and they have a great time. And it's just, it's it's a social thing. It's, we're going to go do this thing plus dinner. Uh, what's playing? Oh, let's grab this. Let's go see this. Uh, th- yeah, that's definitely what this is, right? See, these movies, yeah, these movies are almost always packaged as erotic thrillers. See, like, thrillers allow for uh, people to feel like this is a legitimate movie. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing is like so the the, the movies that I think this is a, a part of the heritage for is like you know Basic Instinct right or Dangerously like not, right but those are better those are way no no those are way better yeah. see the problem yeah. is that's I think what people think this movie would be maybe maybe I'm wrong about that well like, here's so here's the thing is everything we just said is valid except this is the third of a series so i still don't i know why someone might go on a date and go oh let's go see 50 shades of gray or like pop it on at home what i don't understand is seeing all three unless did everybody seeing this have a podcast about it that's the (laughs) only that's the only explanation because it's just I don't know why someone would stick with this because it's like, okay, maybe you want the sex. Well, there's no sex. Uh, The sex is boring. Uh, You can't, you can't masturbate to these films. Uh, So, okay. Do you like the plot? (laughs) There's no plot. Like, I don't know. I I don't get it. And I, I know that it's the easy, the easy answer is like, Oh, you know, it's like old ladies or teens who just want something uh, like, I don't know. In this day and age, though, it's like, I don't know. The Internet exists. Just watch some pornography. Uh, yeah, right. That, just, that's what that's what doesn't make sense to me is that it, it, pornography feels like it would eviscerate the reason for this movie to exist. I think what it comes down to um, is that fandom has never been uh, stronger because of the Internet. Sure. And so like what's that's what it comes down to is that you can find a subreddit on Reddit for anything, right? And it'll have like 50,000, 100,000 people. And it's because you're able to collect all those people from everywhere in the world. So I think that's what it comes down to is that there's enough fans out there spread out that they that they consider these good and and worthy of watching and also can get a movie like this greenlit when it wouldn't have been greenlit before yeah like and also maybe the audience maybe the audience that liked twilight was also like red like sort of enjoyed the narrative of this story and watched it for that reason right did this go in a way where like the people who like twilight grew up and then could watch this i mean i think so I th- yeah. I think I mean they came out later I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, because Twilight Twilight is less of a mystery to me because it's aimed at teens. And yeah. teens will watch just about anything. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But this is like well if you're a teen you can't watch it. So like who's it for? I don't know. Uh I, I will say yeah. that okay so I I've thought about this. So actually this is sort of I think the closest precursor to what this is is nine and a half weeks. Because uh, now you're and, gonna say nine eleven. No, and that would have delighted. <laughs> no, nine and a half weeks is an erotic romantic drama, right? It's about their relationship, and it's this short ephemeral thing, right? Which already makes it more interesting. So, nine and a half weeks came out in 1984. No, it didn't get. It, it was made in 84. It was released in 86. Um, they edited it for release in the United States, and it bombed in the box office. But they released an unedited version that made a bunch of money. 
right? right. It made a hundred million dollars. And of course it's made untold millions in DVD and video sales, right? That's where it really made its money, I'm sure. So I think like maybe the producers or creators of this film understand that uh like if you make it, it like I think there might be an algorithm component to this. Where it's like, yeah, I this, mean, there certainly is. I just looked up nine and a half weeks, and it says people also search for Fifty Shades of Grey. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, no, uh, you, you. I think you were circling it, yeah, with the like the sexy thriller stuff. Uh, it's just this is bad. Well, it's a bad sexy thriller. If people, you know, they should go watch the one where Ben Affleck kills all those himbos. Um, <laughs> Deep Water. I didn't watch like, that. That's yeah. That's a sexy thriller. Go sure. watch that. That's that's the movie this needs to be. You know what I mean? Basic Instinct. The problem, that, yeah, that's a great the pro- film. The problem with this film is like, considering that it's R-rated, I don't know, it felt like it was like for tweens at the same time. Does that make sense? Where it's like, okay, obviously it's not for teenagers because there's, there's, there's boobs in it, but the, the way it was presented, the music, the plot, it all feels so juvenile. I while mean, being supposedly for adults it feels, it feels like it was written by a child yeah it 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 feels like somebody who doesn't have a fully developed uh sense of story or palette for what a good story feels like yeah it feels like what a child would imagine an adult relationship would be well it, right it's like what if you made a movie that starred bad baby you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, or like, you know, or yeah, a lot of the joints that are, that were taking advantage of Lindsay Lohan or whatever. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it's that kind of sensibility where it's exploiting a phenomenon. It, nobody gave it like a shit except for maybe the writer about what it was. And, right. uh, you know, unfortunately the writer was proven right in terms of box office. So nobody ever learned from it. Right. No, nobody learned anything. Yeah, just, it's just it's sadness. It in was the world. it was no consequences like like everything in this movie. It was also no consequences for the people who made yeah. it. Uh, did you know there's a parody of these films? Probably. Did I you, mean that doesn't surprise me, but that's I, there's a Marlon there's a Marlon Wayans parody called Fifty Shades of Black that came out in 2016. Oh, yeah. He he was cranking those out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, speaking feels... of nine and a half weeks, Christian should have been played by Mickey Rourke. Then we would have had a movie. Oh, absolutely, old ass Mickey Rourke. Yeah, from the wrestler. Like he's like he's yeah. he's still doing the Ram Jam. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, of course. Yeah, he's just like, what have of you done course. to your face now, man? Yeah. Uh, what or what if he was just eighty? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like instead of being thirty, no, again, and handsome. It w- it wouldn't have been much different if he was just like on death's door and she was clearly into his money like it it would that would have been slightly more interesting well uh, interesting and also douglas in there but how thrilling would it have been if it was like an anna nicole smith situation where it's like you get uh, such an old person that you don't want to watch the sex scenes and they keep doing right (laughs) you know what i mean they They keep showing them (laughs) upon doing them That you ice cream to watch scene it. Yeah, with yeah. an 80-year-old yeah. just slobbering <laughs> yeah. that ice cream off of her. Yeah. Started licking it off of his old-ass nipple. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a movie. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah. that would be that would be an incredible parody. Like, if they had made a parody and it was just, yeah. instead of him being 30, he's 80 and it's the same story. Like, that man, amazing. that's an amazing parody. Holy shit, right? Yeah. Uh, Do you know that this had an IMAX release? <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. I mean, you get it, yeah. right? It's like, how big can we make these boobs? You know, like how. Yeah, it's very funny, though. You know? 
because this movie looks like garbage. Well, it's beautifully shot in terms of lighting and composition. It's sure, just boring. Sure. It's just bland yeah. and boring. It has no. Yeah, it's not. That's fair. There's That's no. Fair. It's not. It's not made for story reasons. So like the look isn't yeah. story driven. So it feels bland. Right. It's not. It's not Top Gun. Like it's right. just. There's nothing there. Right. To see on the big big screen. It's a hundred percent not Top Gun. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. If you were expecting Top Gun, you. I'm. I'm sorry to say. You're not going to get Top Gun. I mean, can I just say every love scene in Top Gun is way sexier than anything in these movies, right? Yeah. Uh, right? Every plane scene yeah. is sexier <laughs> yeah. than what's in this movie. I think that volleyball scene is peak sexiness yes. compared to this. Objectively, <laughs> yeah. way sexier yeah. than yeah. Yeah. That's the, again. That's the thing about this movie is that it's one thing to go to a movie that it's like, eh, it's not for me. You know? Yeah. But I'm looking at this movie and I'm like, I don't know who it's for because I expected it to at the very like I had my lowest expectations for this film was that it would have kinky sex scenes. Right. I mean, and by the end, it really doesn't. (laughs) They fuck in a car and it's like you that's that's in every movie. Right. Like what is happening at this point? Like funny enough, the movie Titan, right, is much kinkier than. Yes. Right. Yes. Like that again. It's it's that thing where it's like, it, it's like a child imagining something where it's like, oh, you don't even like. It's like when someone's like, oh, I'm a bit edgy in my humor, and then they tell like the tamest joke, and you're like, man, it, like you don't actually know what edgy is. It's that where they're like, mm, yeah, buckle up, things are gonna get steamy and weird and kinky, and then it's the most vanilla fucking bullshit, and it's like. Uh, God, yeah, like the movie Titan would fucking make the the writer of this fucking have a panic attack. Absolutely, just the dance scene with the firemen alone. Yeah, it's like Ooh, just that there, alone. There's heat there, baby. There's heat. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I also think, like, as we were talking about before, uh, like, I think this showed me that just because something's dumb doesn't mean it's fun to watch. You know what I mean? Like, and does, yes. doesn't mean it has like irony appeal, which is a thing that oh, you and absolutely. I are really interested in. That's uh, what's happening with Morbius. That's what they didn't realize about yeah, Morbius. Is yes. They're like, oh, it's so bad. It's good. Let's re-release it. And then everybody's like, oh, no, you don't understand. It's really boring. It's just a really boring, bad movie. Right. You know, like. Yeah, and that's what this is. Uh, this, this is. See, like, I think it takes a certain amount of talent to make a movie that's uh, so bad it's good. Like, it, like, yes. like you have to have a certain kind of uh, like passion and also like a kind of a dumb confidence. Like I mean, I'm gonna do this. I was about you to know? say you have to believe in the movie. Yeah, you have to believe in it. Absolutely, it can't be made cynically. Right, it has to be made. Uh, it, it, it's like it's like uh, you have to mean it. You right, you have to mean it. Right, it because, doesn't work otherwise because you have to care enough to do the emotional work. Uh, yeah. even, even if your sense of emotion is batshit insane, you know, right? it's like, yeah, it's like when Neo has to kiss the Merovingian's girlfriend, what's her name? <laughs> Who's way more famous than him. And I Monica Bellucci, fucking name. Monica Bellucci. Thank you. Monica yeah, yeah. Bellucci. Yeah. And he has to mean it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You have to, that's I like watching something like basic instinct where it's like, you realize that's the power of Verhoeven, right? Is right. that Verhoeven absolutely knows when he's making satire. He knows when something's funny, but it's really, he's really good at making you think like, does he actually know, you know, like that's, 
that's what's so good about him is like he's very good at making you feel like you're not sure he's earnestly pulpy yeah yeah he's and that is he's a cackling maniac he's a legitimately cackling maniac uh who believes 100 percent in his vision right you know and it's really hard to do that because most of the time they're like isn't this funny and it's like well not anymore because you're in on the joke right you know like it's yeah. I mean, I think this, uh, however, is neither of those things. Right. It's not even it's not even the kind of thing Marlon Wayans would do, which is like, uh, who gives a shit? We're just like here to make jokes. You right. know, I mean, like at least at least Marlon Wayans or like somebody who does those kinds of movies. Right. Those ex- like those parodies understands yeah. who gives a shit. It's just for jokes. Like, you know, we're giving up entirely on the idea of the plot. It's just like tropes and jokes. That's it. Uh, right. This is. I, I don't know. I don't know what drove this as a passion project. I don't get it. Money. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but I don't think that's what made the writer write it. Is it? Um, I don't know. I never want to know. I okay. never want to meet this writer because I feel like I'm going to get very sad. <laughs> like if if it's one of two things, either she was just horny and wrote fan fiction, and honestly, that's probably what happened. And then maybe it got really big and someone was like, I want to publish this. And she was like, absolutely. I like money. Right. You know, this is, this is me doing the most, uh, the, the best version of this person. Right. right. Um, well, it's, I, I don't ne- even know if it's a she, whoever they are. It, it is I a imagine she. it's that. And, they, and then it becomes a worldwide phenomenon. And she's like, wow, I can't believe that. That's so silly. And then they're like, we want to make movies of it. And she's like, sure. How much money can I make off of that? Give right. me power. The 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 unfortunate other version is that this was like really, really uh, kinky shit to her. Um, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Has 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 she written anything else? I don't know. I'm gonna look that up. I I I do know that it started to get popular before she finished it, uh, because she said that like she said in interviews and stuff that she didn't plan the story out. She just yeah. sort of like it was this and then this and then that, you know, like. But. So she, she made uh, one book called The Mister, and then she made three other books, which is Fifty Shades of Grey, as told by Christian, Fifty Shades Darker, as told by Christian, and Fifty Shades Freed, as told by Christian. And to me, that implies she likes money. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? Good for her. She's laughing all the way to the bank. I mean, I guess, but so I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, cause it, it to me, it's like we're in the same zone as George R. R. Martin, where it's like uh, they wrote something popular and then they just stopped caring about that. Yeah, you know, and like ju- they just like they they just stopped caring about the story and just was like, how can I cash in as much as possible? That's what that tells me. Right, and that's a bummer because like I don't know. It's not that I think that Fifty Shades Grey deserves a, a whole saga or whatever, but it's like I only want people to succeed in the arts when they t- are telling a story they love, because there's so right. many stories to be told that are never going to get heard that are the products of love that I would like. You know, I don't want this. I don't want this to happen. I want you know. I don't know. Maybe it's just too idealistic. I don't know, man. Yeah, Maybe it's just looking too her up. So she is the most British person to ever exist, sure. from what I can tell. Sure. She was born in Buckinghamshire. To Her father was a BBC cameraman. Oh, That's great. how British she is. Yeah. <laughs> so British. She was um, educated at Piper's Corner School. Uh, yep. 
Yeah. So she. So what happened was she. Yeah, she made these books as a fan fiction to Twilight, um, and uh, she discovered. Um, let's see. She published her novel as Kindle books under the pen name Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, none of this is like a hit against her, to be honest. Again, it's just like, all right. I mean. It, it's their fault. It's everybody else's fault. It's not your fault. You wanted to write some fucking fan fiction, she des- and then it became big, and she so be it. described this as her midlife crisis writ large. All my fantasies in there, and that's it. Right. And so her her real fault is that she has boring fantasies, uh, and wow. so be it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, like that's what I mean. Is like, I I feel like. Any, like, uh, yeah, I, I guess she sounds kind of self-aware from what I'm reading. You know what I mean? And from what you, that quote you just said is it seems like she's as self-aware as anybody would be writing these. And there's nothing wrong with writing fan fiction. People do it all no, the time. No, no, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's how a lot of people get off, you know? Yeah. And, and so. That's fine. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not upset about fan fiction, well, I, you know what? I'm not upset about anything other than I just think these were really bad. These are bad. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Is the what I'm mad at? It's it's the system. <laughs> right. If we're looking for someone to bra- blame, it's the president. It's the government. Uh, it's the it's all of all of England. No, it's it's the the fact that our studio system is so cynical and shitty that like they they decided to make this, uh, and they were right to. They made money. They put this out into the world. They wasted everybody's time, including ours. There was a time and where the people listening. I mean, so the thing that drove Hollywood movies to be this cynical has always existed, right? Like there was yeah. a period of time in the late ninety or the early nineties, whatever, where they were colorizing old films and like releasing them, and that was a thing. Yeah. Right? So that's always been there. It's just that, like, uh, I think it would have. It, it's only recently that something this cynical would have occurred to somebody to make. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's that's part of it too. There's kind of a degradation in that way. Absolutely. Uh, There's also this mediocrity to it all, which is like again, I have nothing against this author, but I don't think she made a particularly good thing. I don't think she made a particularly sexy thing. I think her fantasies were actually a lot more vanilla than she realized, and and uh, for one reason or another, a bunch of Twilight fans glommed onto it. Um, I don't blame any of those people. I just think this was like, not it's it's not worthy of all this effort. That I think that's I get this about like you know the Jurassic Worlds about certain movies that sure, come out sure. where it's not even that it's so bad or it offends me. It's so it's so mediocre and pandering. Uh, that's what always bugs me when something that's like really pandering and really mediocre succeeds because that encourages studios to continue to do that. Right. I mean, Uh, yeah. And also uh, I, I always want to trade in every mediocre movie for somebody's scrappy first time production that might've been great, you know, or like a really spectacular train wreck. Yeah. Like the movies of Neil Breen, (laughs) I value in a lot of ways more than these movies because that, that, that fucking creep, that fucking Dracula man uh, <laughs> clearly like is making these big swings. Are they good? Absolutely not. Uh, but this just feels like passionless. 
passionless uh, commercial. Uh, not even, not even sexy. Not, e- not even anything. Just like an assortment of things, hoping like dangling stuff in front of the audience to to get them to pay attention. Right. Like, ah, oh, let's have a car chase. Does it mean anything? No. Like, the, it, none of it means anything. But it, it, it's it's enough for them to make three hundred and seventy-two million, which isn't even a lot. It's just enough, you know. It's enough to justify its existence. Uh, yeah. It's kind of one of those uh, one of those movies that's a little too big to fail, right? Like that's kind of yeah. that's kind of what it is, right? That whole philosophy. Yeah, and I think this happens with a, like the like modern times, the internet fandom, where it's like all we need is to trick you into getting to buying a ticket. I don't, we don't care if you're going to buy the DVD later, if you're going to watch it ever again. Uh, we just need to trick you into getting in the theater with nostalgia or whatever. And then you, you get in, you sit down and it doesn't matter if you like it. We don't care if you like it after if, that. If ever there was a movie to revive the Blu-ray slash rental market, this is it, right? This franchise has to be that, right? Sure. Like, I bet you they've made so much money in Blu-ray and DVD and rentals and stuff. Really? Oh, of course. But why? Because but why? Because you know why people want to watch this, right? Oh, you can pause it and jerk yeah. it. Yeah. Come on. Like, that's got to be why people uh It's just so not it. sexy. Well, but you're right. Of course, Dave. I mean, like, you know, like, it, it doesn't do it for either of us. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you're like a big Dakota Johnson fan... And well, you want to see her naked? How could you like be? A te- if I like, if I was like a teenager, yeah, I can see why I would maybe perhaps rent this uh, for you know. Well, it's funny like, that you that, say that's that. The thing, it's funny. Like, it's funny that you say that. I don't think she'd made a movie before this, had she? Like, I don't know. This man. is how she got fans, right? I thought she's she's in the Social Network. Is she? Yeah. Who is she in that? She was in 21 Jump Street. I'm just okay. looking at All it right. right now. Okay, then I guess I was wrong. I just feel like I had never heard of her, and then suddenly... Yeah, I hadn't either, but okay. I, I'm bad with names and shit. She had a supporting role. You're, you're right. Okay, she was in Goats, five-year engagement. Okay, so I was yeah. wrong. Uh, she received I mean, a, it's still, she's not like a superstar. This is probably what put her on the map, you know? Well, she's she's the daughter of Don Johnston, right? That, that's why, and Melanie Griffith. That's part oh, of Oh, good yeah, for her. That's how she got into this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Ultimately, I'm not mad at anybody who made this. It's just an unfortunate series of films. Well, I so like I just <laughs> like I just think like look, if you're gonna put sexy in a thing and you don't care enough about the plot, right? If like if that's what it's gonna be, then like do a thriller. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like give us give us some cover. Do, give us some do cover. Something. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason why you get these B these B list thrillers that go with these kinds of stories. Like, have you ever seen Body Heat? Right. It, you you know? know, add stuff like murder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, like, uh, mm. or uh, what's what's the what's the movie with uh, Glenn Close and Michael Douglas that everybody, it's like the pri- the progenitor of that genre. Not Basic Instinct. No, no. That's, uh, um, it's. No, that's the other one. Um, it's not Dangerous Liaisons. It's. Uh, Ooh, this is going to kill pe- me. People are screaming at us right now. Yeah. Uh, it's. Come on, come man, on, do it, man, do it. man! I can't find it. Do it for Dave. I can't. <laughs> come on, brain. Do it. Come on, fatal attraction. Um, fatal attraction. Yeah. There, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, wow, really bad. So, like those movies, they're all fine to good. You know what I mean? Like I'd say, Basic Instinct is good. Uh, I'd also say Body Heat is good, and like they're thinly disguised, re- like 
they're thinly disguised excuses to do sex scenes, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what they are. They're just better. Yeah. They're just better disguised. Well, they know the material. I guess this is what it is. And we talked about this in the first one. You're making a porno. Right. You just need to show sex, right? Right. You're making a sexy thriller. The idea of a sexy thriller, which, especially in the 90s, was to do a few things. If you if Madonna's in it, then you're like you're or if a high profile actress or actor is in it, then you're saying you're gonna get to see their junk, right? Like that's mm, you're gonna that's so what you, it is. You you yeah. yeah. So you 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 push that, but then you also want something to happen. <laughs> well, e- and so it's like okay, what emotions should we invoke? Because we're making a sexy thriller, it should be dangerous. There should be danger. There should be drama. There should be murder. It's sex and murder, sex and horror. Right. Uh, and that's how you do it. And these first two, they tried to do like sex and love, uh, like mm, sexy, and they love each other. And it's like, I, that doesn't really work. You need something to fill in that void that isn't just a couple having conversations. Right. It can't, I don't be, know. It can't be like, it can't be thin, shallow relationship drama. Right. Like, that's not thrilling. You know, that's not interesting. Yeah, the only thing that makes these couple different than anybody else is that they have money. Uh, Other than that, most of these scenes, it's like, I'm just watching a couple talk. That's boring. And so that's why, yeah, you traditionally add, like, those dangerous elements. Or uh, a a time limit, right? A time limit where it's supposed to just be about sex and it turned into love and it shouldn't have. And now what do we do? Right. You it's know? the same with most love stories in general. Right. It's like you don't you don't tend to just make a love story. You make you make uh you know, uh fucking uh the the lake house. You do something to it to make it more interesting because you're making a movie, damn it. <laughs> and they thought that the fact that they were into somewhat kinky sex was it. Well, the problem is, again, well, they're wrong about it being entertaining. I mean, they're right about it making money, which, you know, we've talked about exhaustedly. But I I, I just want to say, like, for for the uh, ashamed middle-aged man who had to watch these, and if you ever want to trick somebody like me in the theater, a thriller's nice cover. You know, <laughs> like a thriller yeah. really, a thriller really, a thriller really lubricates the whole process of like, ah, it's a, right. it looks like it's a, there's gonna be murders and you know yeah, sex so you or whatever. Weird, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like can you can you give us some cover? Can you give us a fig leaf on this, please? Yeah, uh, you know, put like, dragons in it. <laughs> Do something. Yeah. Do something H- to make it. HBO mm. has carried this pr- tradition on proudly. Where, like, they're putting erotic stories in every kind of context in the world, right? That's all they do. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, they, we've, they've, been, they've tricked us into thinking some of their stories are prestige that's, when they're barely I was that. Say, that's Game of Thrones is just a really long porno, <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> it turns yeah. out the, 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 the twist of Game of Thrones is we didn't think this through. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It. We, yeah, we didn't really have it figured out. We didn't really have yeah. it covered. Uh, yeah, that, that's right. Hey, can I just say, uh, if you if one of your friends became an author and did the whole first two initials and last name thing, would you confront them on it? Would you be like, what are you doing? Like, is that pretentious to you? Mm, like, okay. So like E.L. James? As someone whose pen name was David Christopher Bell. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, yeah, but I, it occurred to me that 
it so doing that is my pen name one made my email and everything very long right 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 uh it made it made it it, it made people know exactly who i am had i gone with dc bell I would have felt like an asshole. You're right. Right. But it would have been so much shorter and easier. So I get that. But I also absolutely get what you're saying. What if you... Which is that it feels so pretentious. It's horrible. Because it's such a dumb trope. Now, if you'd done D. Christopher B. Like, if you'd abbreviated the last name. That's... Well, are you sure, Dave? Because that's kind of a hero move, right? Like, Not for my name, like, but it's like it's like two little planets, or little moons orbiting the planet of your middle name. I love that shit. Try it, you know, D okay. Christopher B. That's your D pen name, Crispy. <laughs> right? And that's the name. That's the name you go under when you write your erotic fiction. Yeah, I'm thrilled by that idea. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So another question, because you know we haven't hit the three hour mark, so I feel like we've kind of done a shitty job here. Yeah, man. Yeah. And look, uh, we we actually knew this going in is that we probably weren't going to uh, top. Uh, we weren't going to top Guylight. We're not going to top Guylight. Everybody knows this. Yeah. Guylight is our Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. And we. Our, and our joy has gone to the Grey Havens, for sure, because yeah, this, this, is this, our, <laughs> this was the Hobbit, This is our sure. Hobbit, and then <laughs> yeah. after this, we'll have a King Kong yeah, yeah, yeah. of some sort. Yeah, we'll have and to. And then we'll do a Beatles documentary or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what are you going to ask? Eventually, gonna ask? eventually, we're just like watching The Matrix or some bullshit. It's like, okay, yeah. you guys don't care anymore. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> my question is, <laughs> would you? is there any property you would fan fiction for? Is there any property you would consider fan fictioning for, just for entertainment's sake? Oh, for entertainment's sake. Yeah, like I think that's what motivates a person to do fan fiction. Well, right? I've I've said a few times, and this is funny because I'm not a big fan of this series. Yeah, I would legit write a pod racing Star Wars movie. Okay, legit. I like that. because I think I think there's a plot there. Uh, I've gone through it several times where I think it would be. Um, like, uh, like an underdog story about a pod racer and they, you, they realize that the main villain, the person who they can't beat has the force. So it's about a regular person having to beat someone with the force (laughs) at pod racing. Yeah. How do you do that? I just think that would be, I just think that would be an interesting film. It could be. Uh, I think, I think the star Wars universe in general needs more like low stakes films. Like I want to see like a teen hangout film that takes place in Coruscant. I completely like, agree. I, I, yes. Yeah. Different I think that genres. would be really interesting. I, I want to see, uh, I want to see different genres in that universe. I want to see a rom-com yeah. in that universe. Yeah. I totally that agree. said, I'm not passionate enough about star Wars. Me neither. So me neither. Yeah. Um, I am not passionate enough about any particular, uh, franchise, but if I had to pick one, I would write the eyes wide shut version of a Jack Ryan story. <laughs> like hmm. where, he, where he gets like sucked into this, like sex dungeon underworld. Uh, like to so, like, but to solve a uh, a global crisis, you know what I mean? Like he's wearing right. he's wearing the mask because uh, because he needs to uncover the truth. <laughs> you know okay, I mean? so okay, wait, are we talking about what sex fan fiction would we want to do? Because I have a different answer to that. Uh, yes, please. That's what I I didn't say that, but now I am saying it. Okay, yeah. Star Trek: Tales of Riza. <laughs> the planet Riza in Star Trek TNG is the sex planet. Oh. It's literally a it's a planet. That it's like their version of Vegas, but it's way more sex 
oriented than Vegas. Mm -hmm. It literally is a fuck planet where people approach you and they say, oh, do you want to fuck now? Uh, And I think you you do basically a Fifty Shades of Grey situation with a lot of gadgets, but it's Star Trek sci-fi. So it's like... It's like these, it's like holodeck fucking yeah. and like these yeah, yeah, yeah. gizmos that like yeah. make your blood come, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like these, this unbelievable sex stuff on Ryza, Tales it, of Ryza. It feels like something that should be in a Rick and Morty episode, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that makes sense to me. Uh, I think there's erotic fan fiction to be found. Speaking of Star Wars, uh, between the keeper of the Rancor and the Rancor, you know what I mean? Like, you remember that fucking guy from Return of the Jedi? Oh, or, of course. Like he's like he's just. I don't know if he's is he fucking that thing. Is that what Dave, you're implying here, Dave? It's fan fiction, Dave. Uh, it, you know what I mean? Come, don't 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 limit me right at the outset. That man's tears okay. were real. You know what yes, I mean? like, they were. I thought I thought it was like, like, uh, like, uh, like a heartfelt pet story. You know, like a yeah, dog's sure. purpose or whatever. I'm sure that I'm sure that's what was intended. But fan fiction is rarely a good extension of the story, right? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I feel like yeah, it, you, your, your heart needs yeah. to be open here, Dave. Open your heart, Dave. Open That's your heart true. for the Rancor. <laughs> you know right. I mean? It sounds like I have to open my dick for the Rancor. <laughs> I think you do. Because uh, yeah. I need a, a sexy Rancor story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, uh, you haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it. Here's the thing. I'm ready. And this is why Fifty Shades also fails. Yeah. Is that the best fan fiction, especially sexy fan fiction, have you noticed the pattern? Although your Jack Ryan thing actually breaks the pattern. But for the most part, the pattern is worlds that focused on world building. Right. Where it's like, it's Harry Potter. It's, right. It's Star Trek. It's Star Wars. Twilight is not a world building situation. It, it should have been, very though. much not that. But it, it should have been. been. Yeah, it should have been. But it's a very small world. And yes. that's why this is already baffling where it's like, how is this even Twilight fan fiction? And I know, I think you asked that first thing. It's like, how, what, what even was that? Yeah. Where did they start? Where it's like, yeah, yeah. Edward and Bella and Edward's now her boss and into kinky. It's just like, that doesn't even, it didn't even start in a place that made sense to extend twilight. Well, it seems and like so, it's, it seems like it's based on one like almost crack style observation, which is the extraordinary implied wealth that Edward's family has. Right. Uh, but not, I mean, but that's the thing the movies never really acknowledge. So maybe she right. saw that in this story and kind of went nuts with it, you know? Yeah. It's something it's, but it's definitely something we have to note about this is that, if I watched this and someone get, said, can you guess what fan fiction this started as? I wouldn't be able to answer. And I certainly wouldn't say Twilight. And so, like, to, I guess, their credit, this doesn't ever feel like a ripoff of Twilight because it's nothing like Twilight except for that one dynamic of, like, kind of wealthy predatory guy and a young woman. You know what I would have uh, said? You know what I would have said? Nothing. Be- what? Beauty and the Beast. Like Beauty and the Ooh. Beast spawned this, you know. I would have said Batman if I had seen all three. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, the, I think so. Just to, I, I want to make sure I say this because I forgot to say it when you were doing your thriller thing. I think the reason they pivoted to a thriller in the third movie is because they started to feel like oh, like like they started to feel why these movies are thrillers in the first place. 
you know, which yeah, is yes. which is it like just feels oh. like they didn't know what their movie was. Well, I think that's why they so naturally go with thrillers, and I think the third movie is kind of proof of that. Which is yeah. like, oh yeah, th- thrillers are sort of a great plot engine to allow the sex to feel more uh, right. passionate because there's danger. You right. Know? It's like they naturally realized they tried to do something different for the first one and they couldn't figure out what they were trying to do. So ultimately they were like, ah, it's a thriller. It's sort of like when you're in screenwriting class and you try to do something different. Yeah. And then eventually you're like, okay, I see why there's a three X structure. Like it, it, it's that realization of like, th- these are thrillers for a reason. And like, does that, is that limiting? Yes. Uh, do, do they have to be thrillers? No. But if you're just trying to make money, you're not you're not reinventing the wheel here. It's just like, yeah, just make it a stupid thriller. I agree. Uh, and and like, yeah. yeah, give us a fig leaf. So for real though, Beauty and the Beast, this is a natural uh this is a natural fan fiction from that. Like Absolutely. if if you extended their relationship past the moment he became a human again. You know? I hate to get real rule 34 on you, though. Okay. Is that if I was fanficking Beauty and the Beast as a sex story, yeah. you would use the, the creatures. Like Mrs. The, Potts? The, Mrs. the Potts? candlestick. Oh, yeah. Lumiere's, Mrs. Potts. He's doing it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going right in there. Yeah, Cogsworth. Uh, both of them. Cogsworth both is, of them. A, is a freak behind closed doors, I think. Right. Yeah. Like, I would... I, you're right is that the dynamic, this is very much Beauty and the Beast. Right. It's just that if you were actually doing that, you would have a lot more fun. He would yeah, be the beast for some of it. There'd be some beast fucking. Absolutely. How could there not be? You're Ice totally cream right. scene off of his like beast nipples. <laughs> yeah, Lumiere. Aspen. Lumiere burning her, right? <laughs> like, yeah, the candle like, wax. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he's, and he's just losing parts of his body, but he doesn't care because right. he's in ecstasy. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's in yeah. ecstasy. Yeah, I, you're right. Uh, it is more fun if we were, if they were, if that was the treat they were be our guesting to. You know yeah, exactly. I, mean? like, I would have enjoyed that, which kind of leads me down the path of like, uh, why isn't there more Disney princess fan fiction like this? Or maybe there is, um, and I just don't want to know listen, about it. Listen, Adam. Yeah, maybe I don't want to know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sweet summer child. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you go right ahead and Google that and see what you get. No, no, you're right. I should have. I, yeah. I, I, uh, I'm not actually interested in this. Please don't send it to me. I just like. Yes. It's the first time it occurred to me like every one of those movies would be a very funny Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. All the of fan them. fiction world, and this is a, this is a generalization. So obviously, this isn't for everybody. Um, this is just a lot of. T- I've talked to people who like fanfic. Okay. And I found that they're overwhelmingly uh, ladies. And I think it just has to, f- and I mean, uh, sorry, I mean like erotic stuff. Right. And again, that isn't to say that it isn't reversed. It's that I think that's the demographic that is single handedly pushing uh, erotic fan fiction is that, like, like, look to your left, look to your right. Uh, you, every, every lady you know is probably secretly going on fanfic sites. Uh, that's just, that's I, I think that's. The, that every time I talk to women about this, they're always like, "Oh yeah, yeah, fanfic. That's the thing," uh, and it's because it's written. It's because, and again, it's this is a generalization, but like I think the fan fiction world is largely dominated by women, kind of like how you know porn uh, viewership is largely dominated by men. A thing that I uh, uh, that's... which again isn't to say that they don't enjoy the other. It's right. just yeah. right. I I mean. That makes sense to me. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, because I all I can say is I've never earnestly sought out fan fiction and read it. Uh, right, I, and I, I think 
I, I did read because it became a bit. I did read some of the After Hours fan fiction. Uh, oh yeah, that was delightful. It, yeah. yeah, it was really funny because uh, once in a while they would bring it up, uh, and I was like, okay, I need to see what Soren's doing to Daniel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, it was that, hot stuff. Yeah, it was hot very stuff. hot. It was really hot. Uh, yeah. Um, no, and I think part of, uh, and again, people who are into fan fiction, yeah, I am yeah. speaking out my ass here, so I apologize. But I think the reason erotic fan fiction is that just that is that you can. It's kind of why there's remakes today is like you can write erotic fiction and people will will read it but what people will really read is something that's familiar it's garfield fucking it's like oh yeah i'll pick up garfield fucking right uh or some gimmick like you're 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 a fan fiction or you're an erotic writer and you're like well how do i how do i make us make a mark here why do i make a splash uh, you gotta you, you you have Garfield fuck John Arbuckle or or you do you know you do something uh, that's familiar and then that's I think that's how that stuff gets more popular is that it's just you, the stories are more familiar you understand the characters immediately so it's easier to write uh, good old fuck fiction with people that we already uh, know. Well, I know how Picard's I mean, I'll... gonna react to seeing Data's schlong. You know, I know how that right. dynamic is going to work out. And so if I were to write that, yeah, yeah. I don't have to, like, think up how to make that work. I can just use what I know about the characters. Interesting. Uh, so I'm looking up most successful fan fiction authors. What looks is it like. This? It, yeah, this is number one in terms of yeah. published fan fiction. Uh, there's a lot of authors who wrote fan fiction that was popular and then actually just moved on and wrote their own individual thing. Like, right. uh, like I want Cassandra Clare is a name that's popping up, who I believe it got famous for writing Draco Malfoy centric Harry Potter fan fiction. Yeah, and, that and and a Legolas parody, uh, you know. Right. Erotic um, fan fiction or just fan fiction? I think it's just fan fiction. Okay, that's yeah. that's better for my brain. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I think also there's uh, Marissa Meyer wrote Cinder. Uh, right. Which is kind of a Cinderella retelling, but she also wrote Sailor Moon fan fiction, which I'm sure, if any property, would ge- oh, tons would generate interest. That's it, right? Right. These, yeah, it, it's two different subjects too. It's erotic fan fiction and fan fiction. Right. I actually, I understand fan fiction more. There's, oh, oh, there was, of course, the Star Wars books. Right. Um, Malfoy is a very good example of a character that's like, oh, I'd love to actually read a story about. Malfoy. Well, that's what we like, were doing during yeah. the podcast. Like, so it does naturally happen if you're story minded right. we and you're watching. We were fanficking yeah. the characters in this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Someone so needs to make. Yeah, someone needs to make fanfic about uh, Gia. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I think that uh, she she could actually have been the real sex joker if they really wanted to go wild with this. Yeah, you know, uh, they didn't have enough time. It, again, it it they could have set stuff up. Gia could have been in 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 movie one, but they didn't know what they were making. Right, and that that is the biggest thing about this that uh, is very obvious, which is it feels like they're improvising as they go. Well, and yeah, and they are. I mean, that's what ELJ. Well, they're not as filmmakers, but they were. The the the, the yeah, author the writing. was. So it's weird that they didn't like. Hey, let's clean it up a little bit and make a fun right. story out of it. This all three of these movies could have been one movie, right? Uh, 
I think the, not. Not. I'm not know. talking about what could have been the contract, the better films. You take the story they gave us. Sure. I feel like you could have made that one movie. I think you the... could have made the first act the sex stuff, the getting into the kinkiness. I, I guess you my thing the on boss, that. Uh, my happen. thing on. Yeah, the boss and him being connected to the orphan stuff could have happened. All that's possible. I think the contract actually didn't get enough time. You know what I mean? Because like, they right. abandoned would, it. You'd cut it out. You'd cut it out. I'm saying okay. if I did a Topher Grace cut of this or if I rewrote it, yeah. I could condense the broad strokes of these series into a single film easily okay. without losing too much because there's not much here. Right? Uh, I, yes. I don't think they all go together, but yes. In terms of how much material there is, yes. Yeah. In terms of whether it would cohere into a movie, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, no. It'd be a terrible movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. at le- right. I, w- I would say maybe the best you could do is two movies. That's what this should have been, is two movies. You could, yeah. I, I, I guess what it is that the first movie, since they nothing in that uh, actually pays off, you could kind of eliminate most of that movie. Yeah. Because ultimately would, it ends with them breaking up and then getting back together. Uh, how would you feel if somebody had written fan fiction about Jacob and uh, Renisme? Like, would that really upset you? <laughs> I that would feel upset. Yes, I would Twilight, feel upset. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I would I feel deeply wanna, upset. I, I, want, I always want to know what your limits are, Dave. Like, it I feel was like already we're all, upsetting. <laughs> I feel like you and I are always forging a contract for how far edgelordy can would, we get. That's... Would so you that's be over into the line. that? Is that, no. is that like, are you no. into that? No. I never want to see that again. But I, every time I think of the best thing about Twilight, it's probably the ghoul face from Bernice May. And that's when I realized like, oh, some perv- horrifying by baby. Some, yeah. Some pervert thought five years in the future and wrote that story. Right. right? So that exists somewhere oh, in the yeah. world, doesn't it? Oh, the Twilight fanfic, uh, I imagine is horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> I imagine this is the most, the least horrifying fan fiction to come out of that series, right? Uh, yeah, but it's so tame. I agree. Like, yeah, I think there, just I mean, <laughs> I guarantee there's fan fiction of her fucking those wolves. Oh, you no know, doubt. there's bestiality fanfic. No yeah, no doubt. There's, there's, yeah, there's every kind of fanfic that, that that's what's so funny about this being fan fiction is she removed the only interesting thing, which is the wolves and vampires. Right. And was like, I agree. But what if he was just rich? And they were having somewhat <laughs> kinky sex. And they had handcuffs like, no. a few times. It's like, yeah. no, no, I preferred it when I preferred it when sexually he was going to destroy her. <laughs> and, yeah. and that was the tension. It was like, they shouldn't be doing this, you know? Yeah, uh, you, yeah I remember how there was that threat of him fucking her to death. <laughs> and he was like, we can't be together because I'll fuck you to pieces. <laughs> that was that was god damn it i know i know like uh like it was like you know what twilight was so earnest in a way this movie was yeah. never earnest you know like yeah. like earnest and unaware and it was just uh like it was also way more batshit where they go out to see like that movie yeah. that weird violent <laughs> movie yeah there's yeah, these yeah. moments where you're like well i don't even know why that was in here uh <laughs> and and it's there's so there's so much of that in twilight this is just Meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. It just never. It never. Uh, it never rose to the level of like what's going on between her dad 
and uh, that woman. <laughs> like, just even, like, yeah. that's fan fiction I would be fascinated by. Like, their oh, romance story. Just, yeah, fan fiction of her dad. Just, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. going into the... Solving like, crimes. Hitting rock bottom, and then, like... <laughs> yeah, solving crimes <laughs> in the town. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. real rock yeah. bottom shit and Forks. then finding yeah that would have been great Forks PD Forks PD and he's like solving meth labs and like then Forks getting PD. hot for holy shit yeah yeah Forks PD somebody write write that down yeah. producers write that yeah, down yeah write that down <laughs> write it down Jesus Christ yeah yeah that's I mean hey man I could do this all day Dave <laughs> I could I I come up with could. more interesting fanfic all day are you bored yet do you want to quit talking we can, we can quit that talking point? it's okay are you sure I have nothing all more right. to say about this series so I, I'm I yeah this I have to say it, not as fun as the first series. So no. like if somebody can we... find us, what? Go ahead, go ahead, no, go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. I was just saying if someone can find us a series that is that Twilight. Let it, or obviously we're not gonna listen to you necessarily, but we, um, you know, suggestions are are welcome. Is I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> I think we, yeah, we're open to continuing to do this every once in a while, right? Like, because it's fun. But it's like, fun. We just uh, need the right material. Yeah, we need the right material. Yeah, this this turned out not to be that good. Uh, I mean, I'm maybe yeah. the, I'm hoping the podcasts are still great, but like, it didn't. Yeah. It, like at no point was I thinking about how to how does venom work in the fangs of a vampire? You know, stuff that really right. really thrills me as a podcaster. <laughs> No, it was mostly really? me going, this is bad. <laughs> and that's it. It was just me going, huh, Yeah, this is a bad movie. I'm still intrigued by Divergent, of, of a movie I've never, like that series I've never watched. That, uh, see, that feels like our, our jam. We could do the Divergence, and maybe since those didn't end, we could end with The Giver. Oh, Just uh, pile yeah, that just on throw, there. Just throw that in there. <laughs> as, the, yeah. as the perfect sous-salt. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or those maze runners. I don't know, man. Sure, maze runners. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, there's something there. I also think there's got to be some teen slasher series that we just haven't been thinking of. That yeah, uh, is really. Divergent dumb, also has you know? guy, guy Virgin, which is the obvious. Yeah, Guy Virgin, like, right? You know. Obviously, yeah. obviously, yeah. But yeah, uh, some sort of teen, you know. Teens having fun. You know, we're into it. We're into teens <laughs> having fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's that sounds want. like a search history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teeth having fun. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we survived, Dave. We survived. We I'm going to pretend we never did this, right? Like that's the right move, isn't it? Yes. Pretend, I, pretend we never. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean this this uh, is humiliating. No, this is yeah rock bottom, rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's pretty bad. Life's pretty yeah. bad. We were doing this. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, when we reach those pearly gates, this is going to be the first thing they bring up. <laughs> They're going to be like, listen, uh, this isn't a hit against you, but we just yeah. need to know what was going on here. Yeah, can you can you explain Can you explain this? Yeah. Uh, we're not going to be able yeah. to, Dave. <laughs> we're not going to be able <laughs> no, to do it. No, we're not. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam. Yeah. Thank you. I oh, want to thank you. Yeah, what a joyful for all, opportunity. For all that you've done. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess... Yeah, do you want to do you want to plug yeah. anything? Do you want to say anything? Yeah, I guess. Do you want to tell the world anything? <laughs> yeah, I do. So the first thing is, uh, I'm sorry for this. Uh, second is, uh, hey, if you want to hear me podcast about something that uh, doesn't hit you in the core of sadness, 
run on over to iHeart to check out One Upsmanship, uh, the video game podcast with myself and Michael Swaim. Uh, you know, hey, we're 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 hoping to be the best video game podcast on uh, on the airwaves. So it, help us get there. Uh, and if you're you know even more interested, if you're like Adam, I need more than just that. Hey, you can go go over to Small Beans where you'll find two other podcasts I do. One of them is Direct Peace Theater with Abraham Epperson, who's beautiful. And the other one is... It's uh, true. Yeah, he really is. And the other one is, uh, I'll show you mine if you show me yours, with Maggie Mae Fish, who's also beautiful. I mean, I basically only work with beautiful people, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of my rules. Look at Dave. Gorgeous. Uh, gorgeous. <laughs> just gorgeous. So I guess now that I've harassed all of my colleagues, uh, that's enough for me. <laughs> uh, okay. Hope you enjoy hey, it. Did you know? No. Do you know there's a Twilight video game? No, there isn't. Is there really? I'm looking it up. It oh, looks, my it God. It appears to be oh my God. a 2009 uh, Twilight video game. So wow. I don't know why you're not doing a one-upsmanship about that. Because like, we... Oh, right? shit. Seen uh, it Twilight? Is that the one you're talking about? No, I'm seeing one on the fandom, the Wikipedia. Am I wrong? I And there's a Breaking Dawn video Breaking game? Breaking Dawn video game. My God. I never even heard of this. Uh, there, I, I guarantee you. It's available for PlayStation 2 and 3. There's no and world Nintendo where. Nintendo Wii. <laughs> there's no world where Mike and I play this, but man, what a, a, what a depressing fact. <laughs> I don't know what the price tag mm. would be for me to play this, but it's high. It's very high. I don't know. I can't even find screen grabs of it. Yeah. I don't know if you can. Oh, Edge of man. Twilight is. Uh, yeah. No. Ugh. No. No, no thanks. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to tell people about yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. our Patreon real yeah, quick. Do what you, yeah, do what you got to do. Um, page, yeah, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's it. That's all. Yeah. I you, said it. I said the, the thing. Okay, for real, yeah. though. For real. Uh, um, for real, though, Dave. So are you, what else is going on? Are you horrified by the idea that there is a human being out in the world who has written Dave and Gant's fanfic? Are you horrified by that idea? There is? There has to be. I just think, like, it's it's sort of like there has to be life on other planets. The math just says it has to have happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? The math just says that, I mean, Dave. if someone did, I mean, yeah. look, I'll read it. I'll... <laughs> I'll jerk off to it. I won't be happy about it. I won't want to. Yeah, forlornly. You know, I'm not going to enjoy that. Yeah, no, I don't like it either. Yeah. Uh, but if you're that person, yeah. or if you just got to this part of the podcast, please please put hashtag Dave Gans fanfic uh, so that we know you listened to the podcast this yep. far. And because I guess we don't want to yep. be happy. Please prevent ha- us from being hashtag happy. Hashtag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And also, if you've written that, Stay away from us. Yeah, I don't want to hear from you. I, this Second is not an invitation that you're my yeah. you're my friend. You're not my friend. <laughs> no, I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. Uh, hashtag. <laughs> I don't want that in my life. Hashtag mournful masturbation. Hashtag edgelord yeah, too far. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hashtag, hashtag edgelord edging. karma. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hashtag beauty and the beast porn. Wait, so I haven't heard the uh, intro to this podcast yet. Is it going to be vampires? Is it going to be vampires again? Yeah. It's just- what else could it be? <laughs> I don't know. I just It delights me so much to think that Tom has to do this. 
really delightful. Yeah, yeah. He already recorded it. I haven't listened to it yet, but he recorded. Oh my god! I, oh god! Yeah. This is a this is a horrible thing we're doing. <laughs> this is just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. This yeah. is a part of me is missing, and I'll never get it back. <laughs> not enough money, just... in the, not enough helicopter rides or plane ownership in the world to make up for this, Dave. <laughs> no, but it's over. Ho, 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 ho.